representing the gays and the girls for the city girls working hard to get the number to his bank card. This is episode 21 of The Girls Room. This week, we're talking about the series finale of Pose and giving our thoughts on everything child. And for What's Tea, we're talking about Widow Von Du, Tiana Taylor, Tyler Perry, and much more. So pop in your headphones, pop some popcorn, and maybe even pop that cat, but not just yet, because we're starting now. Representing the gays and the girls, you tuned in for a new episode of The Girls' Room. You're listening to your two favorite fat hosts. I'm Rashid, a.k.a. Rashid, a.k.a. Fag Albert, a.k.a. Freedom John, a.k.a. The Doll. And I'm sitting here with Della Reese's great niece, so you already know she and they are in charge of the girls. She is Erica, a.k.a. Fat Badu, a.k.a. Milfiana, a.k.a. Thickerita, a.k.a. The Mother of Shiloh. What's good, boo-boo? I'm not mate. <laughs> um, my sense of taste and smell have deteriorated even more, so now I can't smell or taste anything. Yikes. So That's... it's fun. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, girl. It is what it is. I can't smell baby poop, so I guess that's good. Oh, yeah, that's definitely good. That gives you an advantage. Because before, that's all I could smell. So oh. very, uh, that's, that's why I always knew when Shiloh uh, might poop. Because ah. that's all I could, yeah. So that's fine. How are you? Well, maybe one of your other senses will advance. You'll be like Daredevil or some shit. No. Oh, maybe you'll experience better orgasms for like heightened feel. You know, I think that that could be a possibility because the last time I had sex, it definitely was a different sensation. That was when the smell like deter, you know, it went away even more. I mean, you might be on to something, perhaps. Bazing. Perhaps. Bazinga. How are, <laughs> okay. we How are you? What's up with you? I'm doing well. I can't complain. I went to the flower show today. Mm. It was cute. Um, It was a little mild. Like, when I say mild, I mean, I think that they thought they're having it outside. I mean, of no. course, for COVID-19 um, safety precautions, you know, open it up to be like a bigger thing. But yeah, it seemed like there was more of a presence of you know, shops and, you know, pop-ups. Then there was actual exhibits. And, I mean, the exhibits they had were beautiful, and I, like, even took some pictures. Um, I like this one honeybee, this one honey, um, you know, exhibit they had going on. Yeah, because it gave you, like, all these different Snapple facts, and it was just, it was a cute little setup. Um, but, yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, like, um, I went to flower shows, I think not, I don't think in the past two years, but in the convention center, it's always been really decent, especially with their butterfly exhibit. But yeah, I I saw like the Philly Queer, you know, um, the Philly Queer Exchange or Queer Philly Exchange or whatever. I can't get the order correct. But yeah, they were saying the same thing as well as like overcharging for food and it being like really soggy and like, you know, bad. So it's really I crazy. I can only imagine. Because, like, I was looking at some of the things that people were getting, and I was like, hmm, I feel like that's a rendition on a hot dog, but it doesn't give me hot dog. Yeah, like, somebody <laughs> pay, somebody pay like, a for a $15, like, veggie roll or something like oh that. And it was, God. like... And it and was it just lo- steaming a bag on a roll. It, 
Yeah, like, and then, you know, and then they put their finger, and it, again, on the Philly Queer Exchange joint, they put their finger in it, you know, in the bread, and it left a whole indentation. And I'm like, that's soggy as fuck. So, sorry $15 for what? Sorry to them, but also... Also, they, I, I don't buy shit at places like that anyway. Even at the place like the zoo, right? They upcharge like shit. Like, I don't buy shit know. in none of them places. Like, you better bring a sandwich, sis. Except the movies. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I, you know, like, movies really be doing, because, like, the movie theater popcorn, of course you can buy movie theater popcorn in the market, but, like, it's really a whole different level when you're in the fucking theater, because I'll buy that shit. What are you talking about? No, absolutely. They have a different taste, so, like, I'm always here for that. Um, also, it's kind of, like, awkward going in your bag and getting all this shit out while you're like next to all these people i mean because it, it does make a mess depending on what you have and they kind of have like soundproof products most of the time but it's whatever Let's... oh you know i didn't think about that that's good okay yeah but you know overall that's that i feel good um you feel good that sounds good happy pride month to all the gays and girls out there um per last week um so let me just ask you a little check-in question sis if you could wipe any television show out of existence which one would it be and why that's really a hard question i've come across a lot of fucked up tv shows in my day um i'm probably going to go with shit Wait, this is actually because you know I already had an answer in my head, and now I'm like, wait, I don't think. Well, which one was it? I will. Okay, so like uh, people are going to think I'm like really like corny and shit. I used to like Boy Meets World when I was younger, right? Really? I did. I used to like Boy Meets World. Well, I think a lot of people did. And it was to the point, like you know, but I didn't know it until it was too late. And then I'm like, I started getting older. I'm like, oh shit, girl. But like honestly, I feel like a lot of the reboots um of these shows should get like wiped out of existence i really have a strong feeling that i'm going to just go with the revamp proud family because i already know this shit gonna be ass like i just already know even before it hits the air can i say that because because again like y'all reimagine these characters and y'all did that to dj night i will never forgive them and then also giving (laughs) us the gay duo that is zachary quinto and billy porter are you serious like it was just like y'all didn't even think this shit through for real for real okay heroes meets pose like what but also (laughs) yeah (laughs) but also love is blind love yes very love is blind tease and it's also i seen like the 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 way the characters look and i just was like oh girl like it's just too typical yeah Uh, no um, and again like reimagine my sis dijanae that's really corny y'all left her with that that's sad very Nigor modern family. Who? No. <laughs> like, yeah. It's what it's giving. What? Yeah, but no, I just, it's just because of lack of creativity. I'm just going to say that one. Either, like, and like, I, either that or like I said before, Love is Blind. Love is Blind was a really tragic show. I did, I was a sucker for it for a moment in time. And then I looked at it. I think I was looking at it while I was in the middle, in the beginning of my pregnancy. And then I started being like, wait, this is wrong. So. Now that I saw it again, I'm like, I was wrong for liking this. So definitely erase that. But what about you? Like, what TV show would you wipe out of existence and why? Survivor. Period. Okay. I don't have any other option or any other, I guess, reasoning, except I just never watched an episode. I don't understand the concept. 
All I know is the whole voter off the island thing. And I'm just like, but also I would never be on the island because I just would never sign up for that shit. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, I feel like whiteness peaked when, like, like survival created. If That's that valid. No, it does. It does make sense. It's like they were trying to prove that they were the superior people because for so long it was, I think it was just predominantly, I don't know if it changed, but I feel like I might've saw the first season when I was like in grade school, but yeah, like predominantly white. And I'm like, this is really white people, white people. And then you have like the one crunchy black person. I'm like, why are you here, bro? Like you don't got to be here to prove anything. So yeah. And yeah, usually voted home first too aggressive. Yeah. So it's, an, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely, okay. I'll second that. Okay, well, if that's the case and you're going to give me one check-up, check-in question, I'll go with the second one. So, what does your morning routine look like? My r- morning routine, most days, it looks like getting up at about 6, 6.30, going to the gym, um, coming back home, and then making, like, some coffee, um... <laughs> You know, checking my emails and stuff for work. Like, most of my work is done in the afternoon. I do a lot of my work in the afternoon and take my mornings to just kind of, like, prep myself, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, no. I do a lot of freedom drawing work in the morning. I'll say that. Um, So, I'm usually, like, checking, like, inboxes, emails for that, um, tying up loose ends on projects. And, yeah, that's kind of how I split my time. What about you? Um, it, so like, of course it depends on the, you know, different variables. Number one is if Shiloh's sleeping with me that, that evening. Um, and what she, she does more now that she's older and she kind of fights me for the bed and I don't feel like I'm going to roll over her. Like one of the women in that, that Bible story where she rolls over her child in the, in the middle of the night. Um, so yeah, so Shiloh's sleeping with me. She'll usually kick me to wake me up. Um, or she'll push me. She does some type of abuse, um, which is fine with me, um, quite frankly. Um, and then like, I'll just like get ready and everything. Um, maybe feed her some like yogurt. Um, and then mm-hmm. I'll be like this, yeah, all that stuff, you know, get her ready, all that stuff. Um, put her in a pen and then maybe, and I'll start work. Um, or if not, then I will probably look at Coco Melon or Peppa Pig with her to start the day and then wait till she gets like adjusted so that she can kind of just, you know, adjust to being in the playpen full time while I work. So, ah, uh, yes, cult life. You know, this, and then if, you know, Rashi comes over, then it's, you know, he's doing a strip tease in the doorway. You know, it depends. It really depends. I have not done a strip tease in very long. Do not lie to these girls. Do not lie to these Yours were really iconic, though. But okay, whatever. Dance for you, Rocket. Yeah, definitely. Uh, What was the... I'm curious. Oh, Energy. Energy was my shit. Oh, my... You know what? I think I had that in my phone. I really feel like I had that in my (laughs) phone. You do. You sent it to me not too long ago. I Yeah, like I... I You know what else? The the video of you... Was it you and Chantel in the gym? It's like... you know oh, that, yeah. that, that it was me. oh that was um i was in, in planet fitness i was in the um abington one that's oh, when i used bougie. to go to the abington yeah i used to go to the abington one um i used to take the I bus all the way from west philly to like yeah abington. wow well it was like know. in the summertime and i didn't have shit to do so like that was my thing to i do. feel it just like okay. take the no, bus, I feel it. listen to my music chill out every day you know kill time yeah. Those like bus rides with music in your ears was definitely therapeutic. So I feel it. Kind of like homeless tease. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Anyway, um, so I'm going to give you guys, as usual, um, a brief, you know, um, synopsis of what we're going to be talking about today. Of course, what's tea? We're talking um, Widow Von Du um, versus with Eve and Trina, Tiana Taylor, some Balenciaga madness of course. And then um, going to the community care corner, we're going to be advertising and also just like lifting up um, a, so- a support fund um, that we feel um, needs to be boosted so that you guys can donate and have some sense and help people in the world. Um, last but not least, we're going to be talking about work. Pose. The finale. The series. I finale. thought it was live work pose. I, I, you know what? Like, I just feel- <laughs> Rashi, this is really why I don't fuck with you sometimes. Like it was I'm like sorry. it was really it was really you know what happened. Um, what? I came in like I I definitely I knew what I did after I did it. Like probably as soon as I said work, I was like that's corny. But okay, I redid it. So it was just in my head it didn't go off because I kind of okay. Was like, that's all right. Yeah, next, you, all right, your turn. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Well, that's on agenda. Anyway, Rudy shit. So the other day. TMZ broke the story that Widow Von Du, you know, of Drag Race. What was her season? 12 or 13? Season 12. Yeah, yeah season, season 12. Yeah, season 12. She was in for like maybe like four or five episodes. Um, she was arrested on, well, one count of one degree domestic violence and then three counts of third degree domestic violence. Um, but it was, it's kind of misleading, right, when you read a headline like that when there's a video, right, that's going around where Widow is, of course, being reprimanded by the police. And yeah. she explains that she was essentially just defending herself after ordering a man to leave her apartment five times. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so a lot of the question is, I guess, that people took it at that point was, you know, was it justifiable to beat him up? Because, like, you know, people are speculating that it's, like, a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend. And my whole thing is, child, if her name was on the lease and she said, get the fuck out of her house, that girl meant what that boy meant, get the hell out of his house, child. Because, um, again, consent. Like, yeah, because, like, it. that's his property. Like, if you're not paying the bills to be there and, you know, you ain't somebody's minor, then you need to get the fuck out the house. And I can whoop <laughs> your ass to make sure you do so. <laughs> Period. Period. Because... You know, bitch is better than me because I'm asking you once and then I'm beating your ass. Um, and I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. Um, but like why do people do the most disrespectful shit, right? And then decide that other people should bear that consequence, right? So why is it that like, you know, she tells you to leave well, he tells you to leave, you don't leave, you get your ass beat, now the cops is at my door because you didn't get out of my house, right? That's like when you kinda like show up to your family house to fight and get mad the whole family jump you. Like, bitch, yes, bitch, we finna jump your hoe ass. Ain't shit sweet up in this motherfucking house we buried grandmother in, bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's really just, um, I don't, the logic just don't be there. Like, um, and initially I was going to ask was the person that Widow, like, you know, tried to, you know, kick out or tried to kick out for the matter or whatever. Were they white? Because, of course, like, they have the upper hand. But you know what? Like, even I'm thinking about it. Like, you know, she's, you know, Widow's a drag queen, sadly. Um, So police don't really kind of take the side of drag queens or, like, anybody um that could be deemed as queer, sadly. You know what I didn't think about? I didn't think about it possibly being a landlord. Ooh. Because we have no clear, like, you know, answer as to mm-hmm. who it was. Yeah. Or at least it hasn't been reported on. Hmm. 
That's deep too. But either way, like it's really wild. Cause like, um, I first saw that via a drag race drag race fandom page, and it was like no context. And I don't know. I think I I was talking to you about it like really briefly. I think like a week or two ago, maybe. Cause I thought somebody broke into her house, her house, like or whatever. And, and you clearly did they did. Say that. Wow. But I, I, do I yeah, but that I didn't. Now. Yeah, but I didn't even know like what happened, and like I wasn't even able to follow the story because I didn't. I couldn't find the page that I saw that. Um, so that's really great that you fear because that we don't know. I wish we did have more context. Um, but I, I hope Widow's cool. You know, I was a huge fan of Widow on the show. Unfortunately, Widow peaked early and Yeah, I with, thought that she did really well in the beginning. Um, it was like, you know, it wasn't you, safe. It was, you know, yeah. we're used to a lot of big girls being safe, and I get it, right? Um yeah. because they need a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more of a push. So I <laughs> I liked her. Yeah, I like Widow too, but you know, like, and I, I hate, and I really hate this when, when like RuPaul do this because I feel like it gets in their head when they talk about like, you know, you're like listening to your inner saboteur, and My I feel like, and, 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 and as soon as he says that shit, they always plummet, and I'm like, you really just jinx the shit out of this because like that first challenge, Widow came out and fucking did the damn thing. Are you serious? Then she was she like the first winner. She was like, she was like, and I'm still doing my thing as I'm eating these pies. I was like, yeah. <laughs> first of all, and then she did all. She was a contortionist. I was like, girl, this is a winner right here. You're a winner, baby. Okay, I mean, yeah. when you went home, baby, but, yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, it's all good. Yeah, but either way, I just hope that Widow's cool. Um, really, what it comes down to. Um, hope. Yeah, yeah I know she got. Put I just. Out. Yeah, they're out on bail God. now. Okay, well that's that's cool. I mean, it shouldn't have happened in the first place, of course. But yeah, um, I'm still happy she's there. I can't do this. They're okay. They're okay. Um, but yeah, did you? I ain't got nothing else to say about this. All right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of our of good sis, so um, I'm not sure if a lot of you guys are familiar with the name Darnella Frazier. Um, Darnella Frazier was the young girl who recorded the you know the those few minutes of interactions that um, George Floyd had with Derek Chauvin, and even went as far as testifying um, for the trial. Um, so Darnella played a huge part in making sure that Chauvin was going to be accountable for his actions. Um, and I think that she did an amazing thing because I don't think a lot of people would do that shit um, if they saw it happen. Anyway, regardless, um, Darnella is, you know, she's being recognized um, and getting an honorary Pulitzer Prize, um, which is usually something, a prestigious award that you get for a journalist. But um, a lot of people feel like, and I think the former Pulitzer Prize winner, I'm not, I don't remember their name, so don't judge me. Um, it's something white, I'm sure. Um, they said that, you know, she, you know, by her, like, you know, videotaping that, um, and being able to go outside of her comfort zone, um, outside of what they call traditional boundaries, you know, for a good purpose that, that aligns with, um, journalism. And I feel that shit. A little because I think a lot of times journalism, you know, journalists do have to go outside of their comfort zones in order to find the story. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. But like, I don't like. Ever since I heard that it was a, it was a, it was a young black girl, I've always, I've, I stand her because again, you know, again, we a lot of us see a lot of shit happening in the world, like on our streets, um, you know, wrongdoings, and we don't intervene. And again, sometimes for good reason. 
Um, but the fact that she did and she did videotape, I respect her so much. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm happy about this. Yeah, I don't know about you, but yeah. Um, well, maybe two things. So first, you brought up the whole journalism thing. And so I think it's important that we kind of just highlight that in contemporary times, I have received a lot of feedback, even for Freedom John, and people saying that, like, that's a, that's a, a, a form of journalism, mm-hmm. even though I don't see it that way. Yeah. Um, but journalism is evolving. And so journalism is no longer just receiving your news and people reporting right on just strict newsletters and I mean, newsletters and outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, the way people are reporting on social media and they're making things accessible to people that way is reporting, right? Um, because like the news, you know, the news isn't supposed to be biased. I mean, but you're going to get information from anywhere at this point. But anyway, journalism is evolving. So yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there have been multiple people who created successful, successful blogs, just updating you know, different things, right? Um, because technically, the shade room is journalism, right? <laughs> um, Sadly, shit. Toxic journalism, but it's still journalism. Um, and then secondly, I think that, you know, Darnella is a part of a lot larger conversation that's been taking place for quite some time um, that revolves the, is taking out your phone in like, you know, those times of, you know, emergency and despair is that, helping more than actually putting yourself into action and like breaking things up. Right. Um, well, first of all, for her situation, I don't ever really encourage anybody unless, you know, they have thought this shit out and through to go stop the cops from, you know, manhandling people, because I mean, you still have to live. Right. And you, you know what I'm saying? It's just a, I don't want to extend myself too far on that part of the conversation. However, you know, be safe, period. Um, But yeah, is it harmful or is it helpful? Because there's a line that you create and that's Mm -hmm. like, you know, drawn out um, when you do things like that. Because it's one thing for you to be reporting, you know, the police killing a man, right? Um, And making sure that this is documented and that people know what actually happened and took place because you are doing it out of, you know, morals and ethics. And then there's another one to just be like taking videos of people fighting and shit, right? Or people committing like stupid ass random acts of just overall just disrespect, right? Because sometimes it ain't even fights. It just be some of the most disrespectful shit that you be seeing in the streets. Um, And yeah, so... I mean, personally, again, yeah. So, c- congrats, right, to her, and I, I'm I'm happy that that's happening for her. Also, also, just sad though, because I mean, while it's an award, right? It's like it's she's a sad still thing forced to, award to have. To, yeah, she's still forced to have to relive that, right? Because she was there and she sat through it. And there's a certain it takes a certain strength to do that, but everybody shouldn't have to like you know acquire yeah. that level of strength in order to go about their day. Um. So just hats off to her, Darnella. Shout out to you, girl. Period. Period. I think that we're on the same accord, and of course, like you said, like definitely, um, it's a really a sad thing to get an award for, and also to know that you do have to kind of be associated with that and live through that. Um, I honestly didn't think about that, but yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Um, but either way, I just have a lot of respect for this girl. Um, because again, I can't. Yeah, like I, I mean, like, I don't think I don't think I've been. I've seen anything crazy happen in my face, but like, I know I've, I know a lot of people have said in the past that they've seen shit and they haven't, you know, done anything, you know, or like if they record is, you know, 
whatever. Either way, like you said, heads on. I mean, I think they just put like overall a big emphasis on people like, you know, not being bystanders a lot. But sometimes that's also just hard. They'll be like, oh, if you're a bystander, it's worse. But it's also like, yeah, but do I put my life in jeopardy for somebody else? I mean, would other people do it for me? I have been in situations where I've been in a bus stop with three other black niggas, right? These men know that this man just going around antagonizing people because they said something to them as well, right? But he didn't say the level of the shit he said. This white man calls me a nigger. And so I'm basically just telling him, like, all right, so, like, what's up? He pulls out a knife, and we still, like, you know, sitting here about to fight. These niggas just oh sitting around God, watching. I remember. Oh. Right? So I'm like, no. Like, motherfuckers ain't always going to step in for you no matter what you what you think, right? So oh, sometimes yeah, you got to use your yeah. better judgment. And that taught me a lesson because I was like, damn, I thought, if anything, like, if he would have did that shit to them, I would have definitely been up in that ass for, for them, right? Because that's the kind of person I am because that's a very different situation. I'm not about to sit here and let no hate crime, like, you know, no big-ass hate crime happen to nobody on those streets. Like, that's just weird. But, you know, you know, as you get older, life teaches you shit, and that teaches me that, you know, black men really ain't the girls they say they are, you know? Well, yeah, that's, like, speaks <laughs> to a whole, like, a whole bigger narrative that I think that, you know, we talk about, and I think social media talks about a lot, is that black men, you know, of course, like, you know, other people are on the front lines for black men, and helping them out when they're in need, but they don't reciprocate the same energy. You know, cis black men, of course. So yeah, um, you're definitely right about that. Very, and again, I, I remember you telling me that. I'm still, you, very, I'm very sorry to happen. And I know, like, of course, there's nothing I could have done, but I'm still. Nobody deserves to go through that. You know, that's yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck them, child. Period. Fuck crackers. Crack ass <laughs> crackers. Okay. Um. Well, in other news, child. A homecoming, a Medea homecoming is planned for Netflix in 2022. Um, it came out sometime this week on Twitter. You know, Tyler Perry tweeted it on his Twitter. And I like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, but I do want to call out Deadline. So Deadline is a news outlet. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was it was the article that was who wrote the article that I was reading. And I just want to tell them that they did ass wrong. For calling Medea Tyler Perry's senior femme character. <laughs> and they spell femme F E M M E. And I'm like, no, bitch, that is a homophobic and colorist troping man in a dress in an old plantation who had a farm. They were trying to be woke. I, That's I what happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just a mess. It really was a mess. I didn't understand what was, I, I just don't understand what's going on, child. But I, I just like, it'll give what it always gave, like a Shaka Khan intro and an NDRE outro. It's like domestic violence oh, in the middle. Shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, also the, the wigs are always iconic too. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's dusty. Famous, I don't. Isn't that wasn't was it Shamar Moore? Yo, Shamar. Yo, like they did Shamar so. This <laughs> <laughs> show will forever be anything. <laughs> they talk about some all right now. Tyler Perry really don't even give a fuck. They really do. He really don't though. Like he really doesn't. And I mean, like. I don't, first, I just want to say, like, I can't believe Tyler's still milking this Medea shit. Like, I'm going to tell you something real quick. But she when was they retired. Out, he retired, yo, like, last did he, year. Did, when they fucking came out with 
Madea, like that Halloween joint. I thought that was a joke. I saw it on social media. I didn't know that was a real thing. Um, and what I you know like, was crazy. That actually wasn't that bad of a movie because he stepped out of having to have like some serious ass plot line. When it's like Medea in itself is not a serious character. Like that shit works for plays and shit like that. But like she's a comedic character. Like he be trying to throw in domestic violence and crap in the midst of a comedy. And he'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And then like, she there, like, you know, like serving you wisdom on a planet yeah, so and then like loading up a 45. Like, yeah. So this old bitch fighting demons was actually kind of funny and entertaining. To wait, be honest. wait, yeah. Because like boo. Have, okay. So I have to, okay. So now it was, I'm, I'm realizing yeah, it was I have like to zombies or some shit. She was fighting. It was, yeah, it was cute. I mean, I, I mean, I think it was cute. It was, it was cuter than, um, what was the joint where they had Keisha Knight pulling him and she was like the, um, the sex worker. <laughs> Oh, Medea goes to jail. It was cuter than Medea goes to jail. Yo, I'm sorry. Medea goes to jail was a lie. Like, it was really a lie. Like, it was. It was the outfits. It was the malnourished belly with, like, with, like, the shirt, with, like, the, um, crop top shirt and, like, the, um. It was the red Everything she couldn't. Yeah, the candy fucking striper wig. I just, girl, like, the, it was, like, supposed to be candy apple, but it was, like, dark because it was dirty. Oh, it was I, I it think was that was. Much. I think that was the Ooh. last. I think that, was, I think that was the last movie I saw from him. I was, like, but honestly, I really watched it for Derek Luke. That's about it. Derek Luke is a fucking snack. Okay. Oh, yeah, he is fine. Okay, I had, to figure, I had to figure out who you was talking about for a minute, and then I was like, oh, I yeah, watch, I watched majority of Tyler Perry's films for the Black Men in it. It was, like, Lance Gross, Blair Underwood, um, whoever I just said. I forgot already. That's sad. <laughs> I'm trying to just be like, Boris Kojo. I think Boris Kojo was in Family Reunion. Oh, you know what else? I'm going to keep it a being. I think I told you this before. I learned most of my black songs, if not from you, from Tyler Perry movies. That's how when I learned before I let go. Is free. Yeah, I know that, Joe. I know, but that's how I learned before I let go. I think it was on one of the Oh, plays. no. I yeah, was like, Family Reunion, definitely. Yeah, you that was my shit. Happy. That was the one um, Kiki Palmer was in. Yeah, and I was really, I was really salty because like a lot of times I'd be thinking like I'm a, I'm ahead of the the class, and people be like, oh, you know that, and I'm like, oh, you, you do. I thought I knew it before. Okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, people try to give Tyler Perry his cookies, and they be like, he got a studio, defund Tyler Perry Studios, fuck him. That's how I feel. Um, burn that shit down. You know, Period. let that studio lay with the ancestors on that plantation. Y'all romanticize so fucking big. Um, and he could just not make another movie and I would be okay. And it's just not a conversation would be held because I let him take that L in peace because I'd have peace. So. Okay. Well, if that's the case, um, I'm glad you have peace. I will be looking at the boo shit from Medea. Um, probably not homecoming, but we'll see. Um, coming to Netflix. Homegoing. <laughs> Home going, home coming, home going, home coming. It's okay. something. It's humming, humming, humming. Precisely, you understand. We're speaking the same language here. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. Someone I wanted to bring up, and I'm not sure if you saw Rashi Balenciaga and Croc is coming out with a stiletto. A fucking mess. 
I thought you were going to say amen. I was about to be like, <gasps> no, it, uh, no, it's a child. I mean, like, of course, like, of course I don't have, like, I don't have much to, I don't have a, like a lot to say besides my disgust. I saw it. Somebody reposted it. I'm like, ha ha, that's funny. Well, I'm happy but that then, you, you're disgusted by it. Cause I just feel like Miss Crocodile would have felt really, you know, betrayed by you if you would have liked it. I just don't under like I don't understand how they think it's cute. It looks like I don't know. Like it looks like, I don't, like why? Why did y'all do this? Like and it's like they have the whole hill strap and everything to go in sport mode. Like, but it's a but unfortunately, what I learned is that it's part of a whole collection. There's going to be a whole collection of this shit. Um, it's going to be part of Balenciaga Spring 2022 collection. Um, and Rashid. It's going to include a pair of knee-high croc boots. (laughs) 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 What they say? What they say? What the fuck did they? What's that thing where it'd be like, dip me in something and call me a cracker? That's the only thing I can see wearing a child. Like that's a mess. I'm sorry. Somebody's gonna wear it and call it fashion, though. Somebody's gonna wear it and call it fashion. I just, I, mean, I know you know, but you know who I know is gonna wear it and call it fashion. Who? My sister. I know for a fact. It's I'm gonna sad. put money on this. A few of every, the bitches from the are definitely gonna do it as well. Every ugly fashion trend I see, my sister has it. I put bread on it. She has it. Yeah, it's no shade to her, but I mean, she probably she don't those, listen anyway. But she has those hoof joints, and I'm like, I didn't understand that trend, or like even like the see through boots where like look like you could see like the heat and the sweat, you know, collecting yeah, on the joint. Like, what's like, going on with that? Like, why do the girls wear that? Right? Why do y'all wear shoes that show that you have condensation going on on in your feet? Like, what's that about? We used to have corns, and now we got condensation going on. Y'all are growing mushrooms in your shoes. What the fuck is that about? Oh, wait, quick, quick thing. Um, What's that? So when I said the, I'm, I got a picture. Um, I know I said it was the knee high boots. I need you to know that it's a pair of thigh high, um, rain boots inspired by Crocs as well, and it has like a cutout heel with the strap. <sighs> Okay, and so this goes- is giving like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat meets like getting on, like meets the nurses station. Like, what the fuck is that? And they're going to be eight <laughs> over eight hundred dollars. Oh, okay, cool. Well, like my whole thing is the whole point of Croc is for comfort because they certainly are cute nor fashionable. They really and- <laughs> are comfortable as shit. Like, yeah, ooh, but like when for I was me, pregnant, it, my saving grace. It didn't make sense because like that big chunky hill they had wasn't really the statement piece they thought it was. And, like, I also just don't care how many brooches Annika uh. sticks in hers for a video. But somehow this is Kanye West's fault. It but is. It yeah, is. Somehow it really it's is. Fault. It is. Blame but Kanye for I'll get back to you when I figure it out. But just remember, mark my words, y'all. Somehow this is Kanye West's fault. Everything is his fault. Everything... Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. It's his fault. We want to just, put all the weight of the world on a black man, child, because that's who we are over here on the girls' room. Uh, we want to see you niggers working. 
I just want to see regular <laughs> heels. Like honestly, like they had me when they started doing the sneak the stiletto sneakers. I was done then. Sneaker had, heels honestly was the worst. Yeah, they were terrible. Like, fashion plateaued at the sneaker heels. Oh my god! It, or, and not even don't even get me started with the fashion sneaker, which is the wedge. The wedge is even worse. <sighs> they just be like, you know, they be like ghetto until proven fashionable. And I'm like, no sneaker heels uh, were never that girl. They never. Will I'm not. Be. I'm not going front like the, the Tim Hills. I was like. Uh, maybe, but other than that, mm, no. And they also have hiking boot heels, so stilettos actually. So I'm like, I don't know how that's working when you're hiking stilettos, up a cliff. Huh. All right, Hit okay. The club, yeah. I think that's what I reposted the shoe with on my um Instagram <laughs> story. Actually, <laughs> it's a chop though, poo. That's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Well. Moving on to the next topic. Earlier this week, Tiana Taylor was Dean Maxim's sexiest woman alive for 2021. I believe Period. it's 2021. Um, first black woman to achieve this. Again, not trying to keep score on what black people have just now, well, quote unquote, just now accomplished. Wait, wasn't Beyonce or was that on People Magazine? I want to say maybe People Magazine. Um, mm, there's exactly. a lot of like sexiest and most pretty people of the year, like categories by all these white outlets. You know, I do remember Kim Kardashian was on there that one year. Um, because they, she was on there for symmetry, and I was Who? like, Kim, what? Yeah. I mean, if you pay for it, does it count? Oh, that's what, I, girl. You didn't, girl. You looking at my notes, bitch? Okay, Craig. that's how I felt. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, bitch. When you buy it, you know, you can make sure your face is in line, bitch. Like, but yeah. Anyway, um, she is a pretty girl. You know, Miss Tiana she Taylor is. is a pretty girl. No shade to the other girls, but she is a very pretty girl. She is. Um, I love that they made this because, you know, a lot of times we're very color struck. You know, she's not a light skinned woman. I'm happy to see her on it. But also, again, not even shaming my body. I love my body the way it is. Like they say on Coco Melon and Miss Appleberry says, but girl. Appleberry, like, Appleberry. That's me, bitches. Period. That's not what she said. She didn't say bitches, but but shout out to know. um Coco Melon. Period. Help. Shout out to Melon Patch Academy. But um, shout out to Shallow and her mother <laughs> Nova and Shamika. <laughs> I wish you could have saw my face. It's just like every times like that. It's like we need to, like. But anyway, no. But like her body's crazy. Like I remember when they did faded. Was is it fade or faded with Kanye? Yeah, I feel. I was like, faded. what the like? I like looking at her body i was like what the fuck is this real and then it was and i was like are you serious but she is very she is very beautiful to me um and she's come a long way from google me baby and um, when she was on my super sweet 16 she's come a long way because girl that was a lot to handle when she was younger yeah but also google me baby was uh bop so I didn't actually really start getting into Tiana Taylor until she did the um the her room the Marvin room the Marvin's room remix. That was that was really my okay. shit. Fuck that new girl that you love so bad. But I just want I'm sorry I don't want to say I don't want to be this person. But, but also, also like, Jojo Jojo okay I had the best one. Period. Okay twin telepathy period. Yeah okay. they know what it is. Yeah snap, Jojo. Snap, snap. Fuck that new girl that, that you, you love so, so bad. She's not crazy, crazy like me. Like I bet you like right, he, right, he fucking slowing it down. Okay, That's how she was. I but still it was... fuck that. <laughs> 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 they always used to like wind up their voice on the fuck that. 
Those runs. Uh, okay. Um, just to get back on track, y'all, so we don't like, you know, give y'all, I guess, what, what's that What's that concert that be going on down in um Powerhouse? Because it's Powerhouse. It's real ghetto-based powerhouse so we don't do a powerhouse in your ears child um let's just get back on track but this really feels like a smack in the face to all the folks who used to call like tiana manley because like pussy won this year okay um tiana is a sex symbol no doubt um she's giving sex on the platter period yeah she does all the time yeah her outfits her her everything like uh Again, just pretty girl, you know, a transphobic mess who ain't want to give up the coins, but she's a pretty girl, no doubt. You know, the transphobes is pretty girls, too. They're just not cute on the inside. Period. Beautiful I family. Forgot, I forgot about that shit with, um, with Mickey. Mikey, Mickey, whatever. Mickey. Okay, cool. Mickey. Yeah. yeah. I, keep, I keep, you know, I don't know why, but like, pussy cunt has been in my head this whole episode so far, so. Who's also a transphobe? Oh, oh, you know, okay. Yeah. The girls are just exposing themselves, and it's just it's uh, sad. It's just mm. traumatic, tragic. Um, but yeah, um, we both agree that um, Tiana Taylor is a pretty girl. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to front and be like I'm like the best, the hugest fan of her music. She is, she is decent songs, but I like. Oh yeah, I think that we can always agree that like the music versus like what she gives visually <laughs> is always. You know, I mean, she's nuanced. So, like, some music she really eats up. Like, you know, Gonna Love Me was my shit and Hold On was my shit. But, like, you know, the album wasn't what the girls said it was. The next album after that wasn't what they said it was. But it was okay. I mean, she okay. She's a pretty girl. That's all that matters. When you walk the face category, that's all that matters is that you give face. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, We're not worried about everything else. I mean, even though she probably walked the realness category... Um, yeah, because you know it's giving. It is. It's yes. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> I think last but not least for the what's tea, just want to talk about Eve and Trina. Um, they're doing um uh, a versus, which is very odd to me, at least. Um, I don't know. Okay, Maybe cool. Feel the same way. Um, so their thing is on June sixteenth, and that's and you know I think the week after they're going to you know Soldier Boy and Bow Wow will be, but that's not what we're here for. So um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's I... right. Moving them niggas on, child. Patriarchy ain't got no place here. Yeah, because they're both like really scumbags. So I don't know. Like even Trina battling just doesn't seem right to me um because they're just two totally different rappers um i would have i would have expected trina to go against somebody else and not eve like i again i don't know if it's just me and again i don't know any fucking eve songs i just know by well you know i've of course i've heard but i don't know them by heart like i can't like rap a eve song for the life of me but from what i've seen of eve versus what i've seen of trina they're not giving the same thing no um, not at all so i don't really understand why this was done um i don't know maybe trina and kaya <laughs> maybe i don't even though kaya doesn't have like a discography like that but I don't know. I'm not really feeling it that much. Um, I mean, I feel the same way as you. I mean, yeah, I just, least, I was just gonna say, at least Swiss Beats kind of just gave us two more black women before he brings on Justin Timberlake. But you know, I for just, the culture, I guess. 
I it's not for the culture. But also, I didn't know Timbaland and Swiss Beats founded um, Versus as a whole. You know, this is going to sound really irresponsible on both of our ends. But up until last week when he made the comment about Justin Timberlake and we had yeah. to report on that, I didn't know it either. Um, like, I don't so think it's irresponsible. It's just like, but it's also wide. Like it's like it's, it really wasn't even that deep because I don't think either of us really be like tuning into verses. Yeah, I think I, watched, I think the like, only thing I did was like Brandy and Monica. Oh yeah, I did three of them. Okay, Brandy and Monica, um, Patty Labelle and Gladys Knight, and then I did yes, Escape in SWV. It. Other than that, I haven't done. Oh, I didn't even know them. they had that. Wait, I'm sorry. I missed the one with Jill Scott versus Erica. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh yeah, you didn't see that. Oh, you are you, you fucking? Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. That was when it was actually one. good. That was like in the beginning stages oh when like God. versus wasn't like this big what ass production. Fuck? Yeah. Can they bring? Can they bring Anthony Hamilton on? You <clears throat> I feel like after a certain point they're gonna start doing shit like. I feel like they're going to try to make, like, Versus Alive. I mean, they're going to try to make it, like, a concert series. Like, if that makes sense. I mean, no, I no, I do. Yeah, I, I think that that's fair. But I would also go to Jill Scott versus Erica Badu. Oh. Oh, yeah. wow. I have to fucking look this one up after this, I think. Um, sorry. I just... That really... Um, they caught me <laughs> off guard. But, um, yeah. Um, even Trina and battling it out doesn't sit well with my spirit. I just, again, very different vibes, very different types of rap. Um, I don't really think it would be a fair battle. It's really like, I'm trying to think who I can compare a coupling of... I of, mean, for me, it was just like Eve was a lyrical, like, street rapper, Migos right? Migos versus Kendrick Lamar. It's just like, no, it doesn't Yeah, fit. I guess, yeah, because it's like Trina was like the city girl's mm-hmm. predecessor. Mm. Yeah. Oh, for real? Oh, okay. Cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. I never what? heard somebody compare it to that before. I mean, but well, I like, as far as like the kind of music they make, I mean, everybody kind of. I mean, I mean, you would be one of the first people who hasn't heard that comparison, um, to me because that's kind of what City Girls give. They give extended Trina, like they give. Like, oh, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I okay. I thought you were saying Eve. That's why I was confused. Oh, because I was like, "Girl, you ain't never heard that." Child. I was like, "That's why I was like, you said Eve." I'm like, "That's why I'm like, I've never heard that before." Yeah, because I don't understand. Girls. But yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Eve, I was like, this doesn't make sense, Rashi. What's going on? No, but I'm like, I mean, I, he does know more about rap than no, me. No, so I, I, I like, would have to say <laughs> that you were definitely on the money with that because, again, like, I just wouldn't put Eve versus Trina. I would still use them to go against maybe somebody else. But while they existed in an era together, I, their music literally was just so different sonically. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things where it's like, for me personally, Love Philly. Rap Philly to the death, but Trina, the rhinestone empress, she finna eat down. Okay. My ass fit. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, she just... is finna eat down. Okay, because Trina got the free code bangers, and like that's where her power lies. That's I mean when she gets her strongest when the free code has to come out. Oh uh, yeah, and... it depends though, though. Cause like I think people thought I mean, like, I know like I thought Brandy was going to annihilate Monica. But, the, you know, I think it goes based off of how they decide to, like, you know, play the song, too. I'm not sure. But maybe she could. You but know, that's my whole thing Eve as well. Period. Because, like, Eve is cute, right? But imagine going off to Trina's, I got a thing for you, baby, you that's know. Right. No, yeah. No, and I then, like, that. the next I song be like, like I, said, I don't even know you when I want you dead. Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like, I just feel like they it's very it's very similar to RuPaul's Drag Race. Like they're just like reaching right now because like they bringing anybody in. Because I don't think this is a fair battle, and I think they should have they should reassess this. Well, of I think course, that's what it is. Like I think that they don't really they just throw shit in, and again, like it's not authentic anymore. So it's like they're just trying to fill shit in now. Right, because yeah. they, when they say like bring on Justin Timberlake, and I'm like, and who is Justin Timberlake gonna go up against? Because people, like, if anybody, it would have John to be John B. <laughs> oh, child. Okay, Robin Thick. If they okay, put Robin Thick, I will blow the whole thing up. I'm like, not this rapist. What the fuck is this? Okay, just too much going on. Yeah, I, yeah. It just like this feels like when you listen to one and then the other, like just the styles of music. Going from one to the other, it's going to feel like you're missing a major plot development. Like, wow, how do we go from popping our coochies to like having shootouts, popping caps, and niggas? Yeah, and like real hood, real hood, the, bitch shit. The math isn't math. <laughs> like, bitch, just giving nice town on a hot summer day. Oh, that's not funny. That shit was sad. It's giving that part that um Joanna took us to on the. <laughs> Girl, why the fucking why the fucking Joanna view my LinkedIn profile twice within the last week? She want to know what's going on. She want to bring you back to the collab, girl. No. <laughs> she want to collab with the girls. With the girls in the room, we'd love to have her on. No, it's like you're right. Whatever. Either way, like I said before, I don't know how else to say I'm not pleased by this coupling battle of Eve and Trina. It just no. Yeah, I don't like it, tea. and that's on the girls' room. Okay, um, so yeah, moving on, we're moving on to our next segment. Um, of course, we're doing the community care corner now, and that's just a segment where we choose one financial aid—I mean, one mutual aid or community support fund—um, and boost it to the listeners. So last week we talked about this as well. So I'm going to do it again this week. I want to just highlight again the Mama I'd Like to Fund project. And that is a mutual aid project that recognizes that Black mothers aren't always reluctant to have sound support systems to support them in their journeys of motherhood, right? Um, and Black mothers just deserve uncanny amounts of support. And that's why I'm partnering with Pussy to just bring more mutual aid support to our Black mamas across Philadelphia. Um, each mother is going to receive $200 towards food, housing costs, and utilities and childcare needs. So we're going to be raising $10,000 to distribute that amongst those 50 moms. Um, and then we'll also be connecting mamas with people who may offer like non-fiscal support, like food, clothing, diapers, supplies, and skills and services. Um, and with all of that said, I just want to shout out, you know, the um, New Voices for Reproductive Justice Organization for making a $2,500 donation to Woo! the cause. Right, right. Um and we just really can't wait to see what magic we can make with y'all. So we are in talks right now of trying to come up with like, cause they do giveaways all the time for like diapers and feminine hygiene products. Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, attaching the project to it sounds like a great move and it sounds like we can make some magic and help a lot of people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we are looking forward to it. That's amazing. First of all, congratulations to y'all and thanks to them because amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy about this project that you know, um, Rashid's doing with Pussy, aka the Puss Doll. Um, so again, I'm gonna go here and just decide to share links with you guys. So, 
um, ways that you can donate. Of course, if it's not, you know, if you don't want to go to, um, you know, Freedom Drones bio or, you know, Steam Sister Pussy's bio, you would go to Linktree slash MILF Project. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash M-I-L-F Project. Um, again, it's Linktree. So L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash MILF Project. MILF is I, I mean, M-I-L-F as in mama I'd like to fund. Um, so when you go to that link, you will see... Um, you know, three things. First is a sign up for the Black Moms, which is already filled. So sorry to you guys, but just because you're not able to doesn't mean maybe in the future they may do something else. But in the meantime, you guys can also help moms in the you know in the process by offering support, peer support, like Rashid said, in the form of like you know some type of you know possible donation services goods things of that nature um the third thing you'll find is the gofundme page for crowdfunding and you can donate there like i said before and it was cheesy mother's day passed but a mother's job never ends this shit is hard help a mom out help a black mom out and so definitely get on there y'all and that's on period per so we're on to the our main topic. Um, so we're going to be talking about the post series finale, um, which was an emotional roller coaster for me personally. Um, I'm not really sure how Rashid felt, but Rashid, quick, let me just I ask didn't you. care. I'm sorry. What? I'm not like, not like that. But <laughs> it was yeah. just the way you just came in. I was like, damn. I'm all sorry. Right. Like <laughs> it's, that sounded, like... it did sound harsh, but like not like I didn't care, but I was just like, eh, yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the the season finale? Like, what did you think? Um, I mean, like it was man, but like, I mean, well, the season finale was cool, right? I mean, for me personally, I kind of just wanted to like talk about pose overall this week, um, because I it, it was sort of like a, a why not moment. It's something that I feel like has helped it to kind of just shift our culture forward, and it being Pride Month, of course. Um, yeah. There's always just going to be something that polls brought to the table that was different than other people were doing because it wasn't just about like a group of, I guess, black and brown, queer and trans people existing in the 80s and 90s in New York. It felt more so about a group of people who lived, right? So there's a difference between existing and living um, within the bounds of a time where there was a plague that was killing so many people. And those people just turn to each other in the ballroom culture to just resist negativity and spread joy on the floor. And I think that while this was a series that had its flaws, like any show, overall, I think it just stood out. Um, and it took a chance to highlight a world that other people were afraid to touch on. Um, and it was a time that just stripped so many of us of our, of our humanity. Um, but Pose gave us a little bit of that humanity back. But also, Pose kind of came out the same summer that I graduated from undergrad. I don't know if you remember. And I was working at Silouam. And so Silouam is... Damn, you, yeah, it has... It's, I didn't even peep. It's been since 2018. Right. Yeah. It has been on for a long... Like, Time you know, fly fast. Especially because they had that year off. Like, because yeah, of the pandemic. That was a long year, too. I was like, damn, what happened to Pose? Yeah. yeah. Um... So, yeah, um, if y'all don't know, Siloam is just like a holistic wellness center here in Philadelphia that kind of takes a mindfulness approach to destigmatizing HIV and AIDS. 
Um, and I was working with so many of those people who were like pies and had lived through so many of those different experiences on and off screen. And you just kind of just find love in some of the most surprising places. And for me, Siloam was that place. And I say that only because the only reason I left was because I decided to go pursue my master's. Otherwise, I would have still been there. But those were some of the warmest people and most affirming people that I've ever met in a group setting. And yes, there were like small problems people may have kind of had with each other. But love really was always the message. Um, And so like seeing the parallels between the show and the, the folks I work with, now that the show is ending, it just makes me heavily relate back to a time you know, where I was surrounded by a lot of folks, you know, who had lived through, you know, who lived through that. Um, I definitely can agree with you on that. Um, I don't know if I've shared before, but, you know, of course, I've had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of friends that were paused as well as, you know, family members, people that I held both near and dear to my heart, they were paused. So um, I've always kind of really just, and I'm trying to say this without sounding morbid. I've just kind of always been interested um, and, you know, and, you know, HIV AIDS and also like, you know, getting more into and looking at documentaries on how it was handled in the U.S., um, you know, the marginalized communities that it affected, um, and honestly, just the communities around it as a whole. So when Pose came, um, into the picture, you know, um, Rashi told me about it back in 2018 and, um, you know, I was just, I was just really just interested because the AIDS crisis of the eighties was definitely a very trying time. And I saw how it affected, you know, you know, my mother and my grandmother would tell me how it affected them. Um, you know, of course, of course as bystanders, um, because my uncles were the one directly that had, you know, that were that, you know, that had um, the virus. So, um, I, I think that Pose did a really decent job of showing the community, um, well, you know, the culture and the community, um, for the people in the ballroom scene. And I definitely appreciated it. And I think a lot of people did need to see that and understand like how it was. Um, so I, I appreciate that aspect of the show. I mean, of course there were other aspects that could have been improved, but, um, overall just conveying what community and what love looked like at that time, you know, sticking together, you know, I, I liked it. So, yeah. No, absolutely. And I just, just, I know you asked me the question. Oh, no, 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 so for I went for, to a for different real, no, for, no, for real, for real, you're good because I'm, I'm sure you know, and I, I've said it before. Um, I forget shit really fast. And I, I should have asked that in general, you know, before anyway, because you were the one that, you know, you wanted to talk about this. So that's something I should have asked. So I, I thank you for redirecting it. And you're totally good. So yeah. Period. Thanks, sis. Um, no, I just wanted people to understand that this isn't just like some, oh, like we're just wrapping up the season and we're just doing like reviews of shows and shit, right? Because that kind of like, I guess, minimizes what it is that we kind of reach to do at the girls room and how we try to use this time to kind of like have a conversation about things um, and pose again. It was just revolutionary to me. It was something in my lifetime that occurred that just I had not witnessed before that, right? So, of course, we had Drag Race, but it doesn't get to the nitty-gritty, and it more so fetishizes and romanticizes the glitz and glamour of a culture, and it doesn't expose the rest of it. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, that's why I felt like that was important. So, 
Wait, maybe gotta I say something real quick. You, oh, I'm, go off. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, even in the, you know, the era of Legendary on HBO Max, I think it's really good that Pose came and gave backstory on, like, the origins and how this happened and what this was made for. Um, instead of people coming now, present day, seeing it and being like, oh, yes, Queen work and all that shit. Like, you know, to know the history behind it means so much. But go ahead. What were you going to say? My bad. I just wanted to say that because that means a lot to me, too. No, and I, I think that that's great. Um, I was just going to ask you to kind of just give your like thoughts on the season finale. I mean, oh, you man. know, you asked First me, off, but... you know, I feel you. So, man, like, I just want to say, I don't think I've ever watched a season of any show that's given me back to back heartache like that. Um, this, sh- so it, it, it was rushed. It was rushed. Um, and I understand that a lot of times, you know, you have shows that, you know, they were on season two. I'm not sure. Um, when they were writing season two, if they had the thought to end it at season three. So, of course, there were a lot of things that weren't explored that I wish would have been explored. Um, and maybe also more character development that I would have seen, you know. But the season, the series finale, um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I cried, I think, every episode. Um, every episode um, was I was plagued with sadness. Um, I think, yeah, but... um. I don't think that uh, I don't think it happened in vain though. Um, you know, a lot of I don't I don't want to give out too much. I, I'm gonna have to give out too much, so I don't even know why I'm saying it. But um, it was rushed. I appreciated all of it. Um, to see, um, you know the the house of Evangelista and a lot of the other houses come together, um, to, for a common cause. Um, it really it always warms my heart, and just to see them, you know, just decide to you know unite and just take each other under their wings i love that a lot um i do like the feeling of community like i said before um i think that what happened to pray tell was sad i'm trying not to say too much but yeah Uh, i'm just like it's it's hard it's hard to just because i want to give something vague with the thoughts of the season finale but i know that we're going to have to talk about other stuff down the line with the conversation no absolutely so i'm just like yeah but over again a, a very rushed season, very heartfelt and emotional. Um, however, I did. I'm going to say, and I'm not sure if people will. I I liked it more than season two. Um, I didn't like season two that much. Um, so season three, I felt like I liked more. But of course, season one will forever be my favorite. I can see that. So, period. That's it for me. That's how I feel. Um, I I hope. I hope. You know, of course, I I I had hoped for more seasons, but of course, this is all I'm getting. You don't get what the fuck you wish for all the time, and I'm seeing that again. I don't like it, but that's 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 it. That's my recap of. <laughs> no, I I would have to agree with you earlier. You said you were talking about kind of how it was rushed. Um, it was lackluster to my expectations, which doesn't make okay, it bad. Lackluster. Yeah. No. Okay. It, period. Word of the day is lackluster, and you bitches can't spell it. Per. Um. I feel like, as you said, it was rushed, but they also, I would have to, I don't know. I would have to, yeah, I would have to agree with you though, on the aspect of where you say that it was better than season two. And I say that because season three left for some kind of character development than season two did only because we got to see like even some flashbacks this season, right? And I mean, like, yes, you yeah, know, yeah. that kind of 
ultimately, and we got a deeper look into people's past this season. Electra specifically. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind of why it felt rushed in a sense, right? Because I was like, this is something that we could have been being introduced in like season two, right? We could have been having flashbacks. We could have been doing all of these different types of things. Um, And then also, it just was too much center focus on pray tell like lord knows that is like i couldn't wait for that man to die and i'm sorry to say it but the truth don't alter nothing and that was my feelings and chop chop um it just reminds me of his sentiments about the trans cast during the emmys and it's sad right because once you say something you can't take it back right so yeah and that's that's the the honest truth and that's the problem that people don't understand about growth sometimes because sometimes people are unable to allow you to grow because the things you said really like pinch a nerve um and so again for them to be centering you in this episode but you have already received so much light and centering um from you know audiences it rubs me the wrong way and so they kind of like also tried to take the feedback about pray tell being selfish and made his character do the utmost unselfish thing in the end which just made them cry about him for the remainder of the episode so that was also just annoying (laughs) like yeah i was like damn like he should have just died like it may be like episode like four or five and then let them figure out their lives for the rest of the season you know i just want to say like pray tell's death reminds me of tony stark's death a little bit or like tony stark as a whole like you know in marvel yeah yeah because it's like very self-centered and shit like that and then at the end you know gives you know the most honorable sacrifice you know sacrifice themselves for the greater good of like you know other people or like you know iron man human you know like mankind you know by helping them defeat sandals and i'm like i think it was corny so i definitely agree all with right come on, on parallels two snaps for you she's making connections honey all right that was it that was my <laughs> that was my part go ahead which which was no um and then lastly for me for this this season specifically they just didn't allow us to have remaining closure for our other supporting characters right so yes they did bring yes. up damon on like the last episode talking about how he was getting married to somebody and he was like living and like, in, like or, or chicago or some something. shit of the sort right um but i kind of wanted to see what life actually looked like for electra and angel at the end right so again we see blanca we see what blanca's doing but what actually is you know Physically, what is Angel doing? What is Poppy doing? What is Electra doing, right? We we know that they've outgrown ballroom, but what the fuck are they doing? They can sit at the table and tell us what they're doing, but we don't actually see it. So it doesn't make me feel any more connected to the characters when they're just describing what's going on in their life and we're yeah. not seeing it. Um, because keep in mind, Angel is now an actual mother. She's not... You know, a what I'm model. Saying? Yeah. Is she still mo- well, I know at the end she booked uh, something. Like, oh no, I, I mean like a, a sh- no, I said a mother. I know I said I said I know I was asking oh, I was saying yeah. or a model, but then I was like she booked it, so never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. Like she's an actual mother. So rather than her sitting at the table being like, Yeah, you know, it's been a journey, but like I love that little boy. I'm like, you know, showing us like years later, like how she's managing as a mother, like an actual mother. Like, what the fuck? Like, help us out. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, there were ups of the season. Um, I think that a great up of this season, again, this season specifically, 
I think that there was an individualized portrayal of how slow or fast the virus could affect people at that yeah. time. That was 100%. great. I think that, that yeah. was great because it was. You know, HIV/AIDS really does affect people in very different ways, and I know that folks say that lesions were very common at that time. While while some people would look physically different, right? Um, and some will look the same for a while. And they could actually go quicker than those who show physical symptoms. So that for me, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I feel like we're seeing it, right? I mean, we've seen it in previous seasons as well, but we got to see people like Chubby and shit like, you know, you know, watching these younger folks who were younger than like Pray Tell and Blanca going before them. And so that kind of like leads back to Pray Tell's like, you know, expectations in the beginning of the season where he's like, knowing your status only just makes you worry about when it's time for you to go. And like, that was the mindset. A lot of people said, you know, folks had back then. It was cynical, but that was the time. It was, that was authentic. It was real. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to agree with you on that, you know, and even just kind of like showing how the difference in medications, you know, I remember like, you know, when I was younger, them telling me specifically Uncle Randy telling me, you know, prior to the whole cocktail, you would like just take one singular thing or something like that. And, you know, um, and it was a huge difference. I know that he made a huge turn after that. Of course, it didn't, um, you know, work, you know, work well with my Uncle Reggie. But um, I think that is amazing. And I really didn't even think about that. But I do appreciate them for showing um, how it looks different for everybody. Because I think even Pray Tell kind of commented on that um, on his final episode when he's laying in bed with Blanca. And she's saying, and he's like, you've had this longer than me. You're like for X amount of years and you look better than me. Um, and I think that's something a lot of people don't really, um, you know, think about or, they, you know, they don't know. Of course, not because they don't want to know, but well, it is because they don't want to know. They don't look up information. They're cool with just being ignorant when it comes to, um, you know, HIV AIDS as a whole. And, you know, just being OK with the fact that like it, it, it's the end for you if you have the virus. So 100 percent. Yeah, for that. Um, my specific up for it for the season, I'm thinking. Of course, you know, I was happy when Poppy and um and Angel got, you know, were getting married. Um, but I don't think I really thought about it in depth until, you know, um Blanca and Electra made it very clear that, you know, this is this is giving hope to other, you know, trans women that, you know, they don't have to be a fetish. Um, specifically, you know, and just giving the parallel to how, you know, Stan treats Angel in the first season versus how Poppy treats her. You know, you don't have to be the, you know, somebody's secret. You can be somebody's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was very powerful, that dialogue. Um, and I appreciated that because I never, I never thought about that before. But like, yeah, again, what we are, you know, shown that in season one that, you know, they, you know, men go to these dark sex stores to see trans women, you know, in these, you know, in these peep shows or whatever you call it. Um, so yeah, I was very happy about that. And just kind of seeing how, um, you know, Poppy and Angel's love develops, even though I really, whatever, I'll save that for another time. But yeah, that was one of my ups for the season. You know, of course, and, you know, and with that also being said, Pray Tell's death, because I really, 
can't stand Preto. <gasps> no, I think that you made points. I think that you definitely, well, definitely about Preto's death. But you made points earlier when you were talking about Electra and Blanca because it was Electra for me. It's always Electra for me, honey. Oh, um, yeah, but it is, though, and that's real. Yeah, Electra's reasoning as this is the moment, right? Ballroom isn't just some weird concept where we're playing fantasy this is a preparation for what we want to get ready for in the real world and that's what it was for me right so it was a moment for the community to come and say this is not something that we have to just dress up inside of this hot ass room and walk for this is something that we will be able to accomplish in real life and so it even goes far beyond just you know what you again what you said was absolutely on the money, Erica. Um, but just to add it to go further, it's beyond just fetish. It's about reality. We can be this. We can do this. You know, um, queer culture doesn't have to be a monolith. It doesn't have to be everybody, you know, everybody who is queer or trans or in that time period, you know, ends up alone or, you know, has to like conform to have somebody. No, we can be ourselves, be our true authentic selves and somebody will love us and we will get to go and live the most fabulous of lives like you know um it's what we deserve so it yeah. was always a lecture for me i just also want to say something that i do find really um a- appeasing about this season is the fact that i felt like they get like you said before they gave a lecture more growth and more of character development um i mean one thing i've never really liked about the show is that it just seemed like the more aggressive women were the darker skinned ones you know you had candy you had Electra. They were very um, in your face and everything. Um, Ryan Murphy is a white man, honey. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but of course, like that's something I, you know, I've always like, you know, I, I, I'll, I repeat from Rip, but like, you know, and then of course, like in season one, you know, elect, you know, Electra, Electra's very like full of herself. She's very, you know, selfish. Um, you know, very condescending. Um, and then like towards the end, you know, she has that moment where she decides that she wants to get the gender confirmation surgery or sex confirmation surgery. Um, and like, you know, she loses everything and then she's like forced to grovel basically, you know? Um, so she goes from being that, you know, the high and mighty lecturer to like just some like somebody you pity at the end or whatever um forced to be nice and like really like feeble and shit like that but and then season right. two is back to the same thing but i felt like season three was a nice balance between the three you know between right. the two. um so i appreciated that and of course i always wondered you and know not giving what, her a tragic ending yeah yeah, yeah. i like that i like because that because you know and again because i'm used to seeing electro go from highs to lows really fast yeah with the whole story moment it just was yeah. like girl this could go left any moment yeah so so I was like, I was like, girl, damn, this body is still in this closet. It was like years, bitch. It was right. I'm like, you couldn't have dumped it in the river or something. But um, because I don't think you're getting a Hudson anyway. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was like that. Um, and the shit, I forgot what I was saying. God damn it. Oh no, when and then when she got involved with the mafia, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, they stole all the wedding dresses and shit. I'm like, she gonna get caught. She gonna lose all this, and she didn't. So I fucked with that, and also like again, giving her backstory, seeing how she was um you know in her in her mom's house when she was younger um was very interesting to see her in that light so i appreciate that that's that i think that was probably those are my top two moments um and then pray tells death comes last so yeah and, and third so okay all right you gave it all to us up front i'm here for that um 
I would have to agree with you and just say that they did an amazing job with Electra's backstory as well. Um, it just helped bring her character so much more depth. Um, she's a strong character with one of the biggest personalities on the show. Um, but sometimes characters with strong exteriors usually have a lot to offer in their backgrounds. So them doing a really deep dive into that and us meeting her mother and then just seeing, right, seeing who she is, like it informs so much about who she is, you know, when you get a glimpse of her childhood and, you know, her coming of age um, and coming to term with who she was, right? Um, and just that whole idea that her mother's, you know, telling her that she's never really going to be who she, uh, who she thinks she is and that she's not worthy of anything. And that's why Electra overall in the end realizes that she's worthy of everything. Um, and it's just despite her mother, but you know, she's, she's been able to, and then also why she fights so hard as a mother too. Right. Because even though, again, she was wild you got to see that backstory where it was like the whole reason why she went back was to provide for her kids because a mother always provides. So just, yeah. you know, going out of her way to make sure she was doing things that her mother wasn't doing. Um, and then I just love that they gave Blanca a good man, Savannah. Okay. Cause last well, also season. Also a good wig. Okay. Because last season, you know, they gave her that one little hookup when they was at the beach and never took it really any further. Oh, that was annoying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but he he's very understanding to the extent that I wouldn't be, child. But I can understand showing up. But pulling a Dorian Corey is a little bit too much for me, honey loves. Um, <laughs> I ain't moving nobody's girl. I ain't going to tell nobody. Your secret is safe with me, but... Period. Yes, yeah, sis, you're going to have to... you going, you know, we just going to act like this conversation never happened. But you going to help your mother, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also love that Angel was giving Candy's hammer hammer as like a good luck gift as a part of the four things you give a woman when she gets married. I thought that was just really cute. Nothing other than that. Just some good foreshadowing. Um, and then of course, Ricky being, I, for me, Ricky being house father was like different for me. Um, because I think Ricky never, yeah, because I think that Ricky never really, um, had a main role. He was more of a support role. His fuck-ups usually, like, created bigger problems for everybody else, right? Um, and also just the overall old Hector Extravaganza's um, tattoo was really good for me. Um, I just really didn't care. The only thing for about that part was just the overall tired and forced-ass pray-tell impression that he had to do, but I'm just oh, like, yeah. sis, what's this for? Like, you know, you did like, okay, so your old nigga died and he was reincarnated in you? Like, what's that about? You know, you took his pills, so now he's... Okay. I'm No, I'm sorry. I'm just like, girl, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was, it was like the most stressed, like, accent, but also feel like that's really how he could just talk in real life. Because again, sometimes you have to talk differently in order to act. So yeah, he really could be one of the girls' girls. I'm living, I guess. Uh, can I just say something about that part? Like, you know, in that final drone when they're in the ballroom. When they do when the new evangelistas are doing the walk and then they had that bull come out to serve face, I was like, this really isn't face. This is an angel for me. That's all I wanted to say. It just... <laughs> I was like, this is corny as shit. Like, I was like, no, you didn't come out with this ashy ass. These ashy ass braids. Uh-uh. Like, I was like, it's the 90s now. Yeah, because even, like, low-key, the outfit that Blanca was wearing at the end, I still feel like they kind of did my girl dirty because she was kind of giving a Rick James curl. I'm talking... No. no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, oh. You talking about when she's, um... Do 
First of all, they also did my girl. No, they also did her wrong when she when she had that last ballroom moment because she was up there looking like fucking Joan Jetson, and I just was uh-huh. like. No, no, I like I like that the little the bun and the bang and then like the little pink joint that was cute. See, I'm not a bun and bang girl. Like I've I've I think it's I think I have a bias because a lot of the bitches who stabbed me in the back when we was growing up like had buns and bangs. But yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Chun Li girl. Like no Chun Li bun, honey. No, I mean yeah, no, that's definitely true. I guess so. I guess that could be kind of one of. I guess that could be considered the downs. Of, I mean, of course, like very shallow downs, but um, the wardrobe in the hair weren't what I expected them to be in some places. I know, I, I feel, and you know, even, I think it's even like the closing John with, you know, when they're walking down. And you know, it's so funny. When all four of them are walking down in that final episode, like Blanca, Angel, Electra, and Lulu, um, I knew they were going to try to do sex in the city, but her hair blew in the wind. And like, I feel like one of the edges kind of like blew with it. And I'm like, this isn't what it was supposed to get. <laughs> but I felt like they, they over dramatized a lot of shit. Yeah. So one, thing, so one of the pet peeves and one of the deals I have, so like, and it's very small, very small for me, but I was, I was still upset. Cause it made me emotional in general. Um, when they would, you know, when they were toasting Poppy, you know, it was like pray, Lamar and all of them. And of course, like Tom went by and shit. So there's a lot of shit we probably don't know. But like Cubby was never part of that like nuclear family. Like it he just wasn't. Like he wasn't close with Poppy. So then they had fucking Cubby come down with the the glittery tuxedo, the white joint, and he making a toast with the martini glass. And everybody else got like a small glass of whiskey. I was like, you didn't even need him in here. Yeah, it just yeah. And I'm trying to think off the top. It was something else. Like also like yeah. Another thing that of course they like they show other people's backstories. I wish I knew more about Lulu. Um, yes, yes, that's they, one of mine. Because they put her because they put her more in the forefront of this season. And they, you know, and which I appreciate it because I'm like, so are they going to do anything with Lulu? I've been wondering for a while. But that was the problem, though, because even though they gave her, this was one of mine's, right? So, like, even though her storyline, her storyline has always just been at a minimum. And even when she and Candy were together, like, they felt like plot fillers rather than cast members. So even when they would be in cast shoots and shit, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. They're like, they're they're including them here. But in the storyline, it's very minimum. Um, and they've never Agreed, really been given yeah. their own chance to have their own backgrounds looked at. Like, sis was doing crack and everyone knew, and my sis wasn't even functioning. Had a random-ass boyfriend that we that didn't get a storyline. And again, they just focused on fucking pray tell so much that we didn't get a chance to, like, build relationships with characters that have been there forever, and it's just but have corny. gotten less acknowledgement. Yeah. And it was just corny, because they, I know they probably did that to kind of, like, send him off, but I'm like, yeah, but he spent the same, damn near the same amount of time and every episode is everybody else like Candy was there at fucking season one and y'all killed that bitch all the next episode after they had just had a good fucking day the episode yeah and I'm just like like, and that's basically him yeah I'm like what the (laughs) fuck is going on like I'm just so confused like pray tell and they probably did that because pray tell got that you know because Billy Porter in real life of course got the award and maybe like thought that he was probably you know somebody that the people wanted to see more but that's not who I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more of everybody the fuck else. Like, honestly, that episode, when he went home, I could have done without it. Like, what the fuck was that for? 
Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, the whole time, of course, I'm always I'm always down for a good, like, church number low-key. Because, like, that shit give me chills sometimes. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I could have went without it. Like, it was, like, all of those people. It's just, like, of course, like, I mean, of course, we got to meet his mother. And, you know, whoever Jack A. Harris was or Harry was, whatever <laughs> his name is. Yeah, I'm like, but it's like, it's like nobody else. No, no, yeah, I'm like, nobody else in that episode came past the episode beside his mom. So y'all could have just kept that shit and, like, maybe, like, put her in a flashback or some shit. Like, I don't know. Because it's I like, you know, it. I thought, like, because that, that, yeah, that was definitely a deal. I'm like, y'all wasted a whole episode. We could have did something else. Like, what's going on Yeah, here? and I just, again, like, the show is supposed to be about a group of queer and trans people living in a time where a plague is rearing its head, right? And Ballroom was really just, like, a critical resistance to everything happening into the world. So even sometimes it wasn't enough Ballroom, but, like, too much pray tell, right? But... I think that that's, I mean, his death was kind of like one of the ups also because like, well, that storyline, because like from the beginning, it was like foreshadowing in a sense, because, um, pray tell again, I said it earlier, pray tell from the beginning said that people shouldn't really want to know their status because it would plague them with like overbearing negative thoughts. And in the end it did. I mean, well, it didn't did, but like, also we got to see him like make peace with it, which was different. Um, so that yeah. was good storytelling, I guess. Let me ask you a question real quick, because it bothered me a lot. What's the in that episode when they're at the table after Pray Tell dies and they're like, you know, and Ricky's like, Yeah, he gave me extra pills from the trial. And then they're like, he couldn't get you any extra pills, and everybody acting stupid like they don't know what happened. Yeah, I was sitting here like, I'm like we but that's together common ASAP. sense. I'm like, I'm common sense. Like, you know what happened. Alexa was like, What, Ricky? What dear? And I'm like, What do you mean? Like, he gave them his pills. Right, I'm over here like Alexa, you're supposed to be like the smartest bitch of the bunch. But like, even girl, you in couldn't that, put two like, two together. But even in that, I expect that shit from probably like somebody slow like well slow portray like lulu or some shit but like nobody else got that shit <laughs> like what are you talking account. about she's a tax a tax accountant she do well, taxes I don't care. honey i don't care anyway Ooh. whatever that's why they gave her low parts <laughs> also just want to say also i wish they would have gave more shit on ricky when lulu was singing um in that little wig uh, was funny as shit. I'm trying to remember what she oh, was singing to. Oh my god! That I was know like, exactly what oh, she about when my, she I'm had, like, is this a three dollar wig? When she I had Blanca's, like, yeah. um, she had Blanca's that's another, wig. Yeah, that's another <laughs> special example of me. like <gasps> they like Unbounce the wardrobe and the hair. Did... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you gotta just be like, okay, that's fine. So yeah, those are yeah. That's like this. That's just. That's a perfect example of what I was talking about with hair and makeup and wardrobe not being up to par. Like, what was happening there? Also, those two outfits that Prey and fucking... Um, Blanca wore during their last performance? Yes. Okay, cool. Like, it was a mess, and, like, everybody was gassing it, but... And to I be mean, honest, like, yeah. it, was, it was... And I'm not... I'm not... I'm not saying everybody has to tuck. Ooh. Nothing wrong with a meaty tuck. But I'm like, why are the crotches sagging like this? Like, it was, like, all the way to their knees. Uh, you know no. what I'm saying? I was like, "What is going on?" Like, what? It was. You're I mean, supposed to be hot pants. Everything just isn't for everybody, and it the look wasn't for me. But the performance was cute. I was living for it. Blanca was eating him up. I was like, "Yeah." Especially bitch. when the water came down. Oh. She was, yeah. She was definitely giving like Beyonce sweet dreams or something. I was definitely feeling it. I'm going to also counter this and say that one of my downs was when 
you know, like <laughs> the way that Angel reacted to for me, uh, nobody has to agree with me. To me, when the way Angel um reacted to Poppy learning that he is a son, I'm like, well, first off, he didn't know that this person existed. Okay. Like that I understand. Like at first, um, and then even when like Angel went ahead and said, I want to be a mother to somebody else's kid, but it was like kind of like it was kind of no other option at that point. So I'm I... like because I'm like, I don't think because I mean, like, again, like, I know people are saying that she didn't want to be a mom, period. But it just sounds like she didn't want to be a mom to somebody else's child. So I'm like, so I guess in a, maybe in a way, I guess that's her way of saying, no, I don't want to be a mom at all. But also, like, if she I don't know, it's, that just that specific scene as a whole just bothered me a lot. Like Poppy and not saying like she's indebted to Poppy, but also like, come on, like this is a stressful as moment. Finding out you pregnant or you having a child on the way is a moment. But like finding out you had a kid that's been here and you ain't know about it and now you gotta take care of him, that's a fucking moment. Also, but that's not her moment to have to bear. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah, but also like I mean, I he's just... helped her through crack and whatever and all that, right? But he chose that, right? He chose that. And when he was done with it, what did he tell her? Get it together, or get lost. Period. And it's I mean it's the same thing for me, right? I feel like just because my partner finds out they have a child, it don't mean that I have to have a child. So that could be possibly, but that's, see, for me, I get what you're saying, but also it's but not, I just it's feel not like her anger. Her fault. No, I don't think, this is what it is. It's really just the writing. It was the writing and it was the lack of time and effort they put into actually thinking that shit out. That's because true. I was like, y'all made them figure out a major fucking relationship plot development in literally an episode and a half. I was like, this is crazy. Y'all have introduced an entire child from this man's old life. And, and never saw him it's again. literally two episodes before the season finale. Y'all have me in shambles. And I don't mean crying, but overall just exhausted. I was like, this is what you call lazy but overachieving storytelling. <laughs> what? Like, why the fuck does he have a child two fucking weeks before the season finale? This is not Grey's Anatomy. <sighs> I it was really weird because um you know um somebody I follow was posting um they were posting about the post finale or whatever and they were you know and somebody was you know they do one of those like sh- like ask me a question thing. Um, and they were talking about the plot holes and like the progression of the season, and they're like, "But every season is like this." Um, but I feel like every season hasn't been like season three. I could be wrong, but I feel like. I mean, we won't compare the seasons later. I mean, yeah, but mm, okay, all right, go. Ahead. First of all, I ain't say you had to. I was just asking. Bye. I mean, it's just bringing up like. A topic that we gonna discuss, we gonna go through All right, later. Well, so, go ahead. What was you gonna say? I mean, I was still going over the cons of the season. All right, well, go ahead and go over the cons. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> okay, but you was. <laughs> okay, bye. So <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. It's Tishi duh. Oh, you haven't watched the season of Legendary. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> also the centering of like. <sighs> I don't know. I guess... Hmm. I don't know. 
I want to say maybe the fact that like they just overall stop using ballroom this season. Like, <sighs> yes, they of course had elements of it. However, like that was part of like the 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 big thing about the show when it came out, right? Um, it was supposed to be like this big ballroom scene, and so a lot of the like I I felt like. I, again, this could be an inaccurate interpretation of what the show was supposed to be, but I felt like we were going to get, you know, half on the court. I mean, you know, on the court, on the, you know, on the on floor drama and then half personal drama. Whereas though I felt like we got 85%, you know, personal and then 15% ballroom. And I just was like, wow, like there's much going on, at least for me. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I don't. I don't want to be drawing down for nothing about it. But also, like, no. Um, I don't know that when they decided to take it away from like the ballroom. Ad- well, first of all, like, um, I was kind of all over the place with the season because I didn't really know what they were going to do with it. Because you know, in the beginning, um, I thought it was going to be heavy ballroom and it was going to be based mainly on the beef that maybe. House of Evangelista has with House of Khan. Um, so I was kind of thinking they were going to go in that direction since that's what they decided to start off with, um, which was very interesting that it kind of just died out. Of no- that's another down, actually. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the fact that they took it away from Ballroom that much because, I again, like they this show was started on Ballroom. So to kind of focus it away from Ballroom was kind of like um, disheartening for me, at least. Right. Um, Because I think that that's what you got the viewers really comfortable with, and that's what the show is based around. Right. And that's what um, I'm saying so with I, my expectations. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm, yeah. So, my, okay. I was saying I agree with you. And no, I no, no. That's what way. I was saying. Just going oh, okay. back. Like, that's what my expectations yeah, I just, So, I'm not, was, I'm not, yeah, no, I, you're not, I don't feel, so no, basically, you're not I'm not alone. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're no. It's a lot of people that felt the same way because it was just. It's very odd. Um, I mean, I appreciate the change of scenery, but also we didn't ask for this. Like y'all wanted to try something different on the last season, and we wanted something familiar. No, don't do this again. Wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Period. I mean, and then last thing for me personally, as like a down of this season, I just think the fa- again, it wasn't his fault. Um, but Damon wasn't there and he was just one of our lead protagonists in the first season and even had like some like, you know, character development in the second season. So him, you know, not being able to be here for this season just was kind of sad. Um, but I am happy that his character wasn't subdued to having to take Ricky back or something though. Cause that whole like yeah. Ricky and pray tell mess that they put him through was enough to last an entire season on scandal. I also kind of, <laughs> you know, I also kind of wanted to see, I don't, and cause, and I haven't seen season two again. Cause again, I didn't like season two. Um, but I don't remember if Damon reacted to finding out that pray tell and Ricky were together or like, yeah. if he was able to, fool. Oh, he did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Remember but there yeah. was, that's the whole scene when like, Electra was like, <gasps> remember her reaction? No. Yeah, remember? I think when it was I think all I, in the I room? think I just I think I just blocked it out honestly, so I don't. Remember. That was actually one of the best episodes of the series. Actually, I just remember when she laid. I just remember their beach episode right now. That's really all that's coming to mind. Wow. That. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being real. <laughs> like the beach episode is all I remember. No, I that's should probably real. review it. But um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Again, like season two wasn't memorable to me. Like. And um, 
I wanted to love it. I mean, it, again, I, I like Pose as a whole, but season two just didn't do it for me. I feel like I remember vaguely, though, but yeah, Damon's um, absence definitely put a damper on it. I feel like I feel like he was a very key piece to the house, you know, to um, House Evangelista. But I feel like my ties to him kind of broke away after him leaving yeah. towards the end of the season. And then them having um, the nerve. Is, like, I'm sorry, just them being like, ahead. them just kind of writing him out as like some alcoholic too and not even putting like real genuine thought and being like, yeah, maybe I, he's like just bigger. Maybe he just really made it. And like, he's just not here. Y'all was like, yeah, he's an alcoholic. He went home. Like, I what? also didn't understand because it was like, I wanted to, and I also wanted them to dig into that as well because it's like, you know, he would, y'all were just, he was just have, trying to have a one-on-one with Pray Tell with the Alcoholics Anonymous book. And he was really strong into alcohol, you know, into like being anti-alcohol. And like, he was, he had the, the you know, the, the Buddhist shrine in his room and everything. So I was wondering, like, what type of setback happened where hum, he... Yum, yum, yak show. You ever seen what's so got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> when she um, felt Buddhism and the woman was cheating and she was like, hum, yum, yum, yak show. <laughs> this is stupid as <laughs> shit. Like, the fact that you even bought this shit here, like... I'm tired. Like Ooh, you weird. But like I just wanted them to kind of just give background, like what the fuck happened and why he like you know, I just lo- I lost Damien, y'all. I'm like, okay, why? What happened? Like he like, <laughs> okay, he's, a, he's an alcoholic. He went to his cousins. Like, yeah, what I'm the just fuck? like okay. he couldn't be a, he couldn't just be an alcoholic in a corner. Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't I thought they was gonna be like he on he at the pier. I'm like, that would have maybe that would have been interesting as well. I don't know, but it just they did a lot of cowardly shit and I didn't fuck with it really. No, that's yeah. real. Um and I guess that overall, just kind of for me, you already brought up like comparing the season. So um, I guess it's appropriate now to like just, you, how, I mean, I, I see it. And I mean, one of the biggest things we talked about was that season one was heavily focused on ballroom culture, whereas throughout the seasons, the ballroom aspect became just more less important aspect of the show. And it just felt like a weekend hobby rather than a passion. But, you know, yeah. what else? Like, you know, what, what else do you think? What would you... What do you think was cohesive? What do you think was different? I don't, I think it's really hard to find season two and season three cohesive for me personally. Cause of course the time jump, I cause I felt very, that. cause I felt very discus. Like, um, whenever you do a time jump and you don't really elaborate on anything, I feel very like disoriented. Yeah. And playing and like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's what the, and even with the characters, all of the characters left the house of Evangelista and Blanca to really just like be on her own. And then like, you're kind of forcing us to see them again. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of disconnected and I'm disjointed at this point. Um, and then also season three, I did like it and I understood the usage of, you know, why they use time jumps and shit like that. But I was also getting a lot of whiplash. Um, so I think that's something that I did enjoy about season one. I didn't have all these like time jumps and shit. I've never been a fan of time jumps. Once a time jump happens, I'm just like, yeah, I'm over it. It's whatever. Um, I didn't do that with season three entirely, but season two, a hundred percent. Um, I felt like when it came to season one, a lot of it, it ran like a smooth, like a well-oiled machine. Season two was really rough. And then season three was just rushed. Um, So I don't really think a lot of this, I don't, I think the one thing that, you know, that they have in common is ballroom and, you know, the eight, you know, in the AIDS crisis, but that's really it. A lot of times, like the writers really didn't do great with continuity in my opinion. um, And just keeping things consistent. Um, 
like, and and I think this kind of goes back to what we said before. I just want to know why certain things happen and why we don't get that much background on it, which is why I feel like a lot of these, you know, the, the seasons as a whole aren't cohesive together. Um, but again, very different um, in in the way we, which we talked about before. Season three wasn't really focused on ballroom. Um, season three was focused on, you know, their personal lives, which is, again, cool, but again, not really cool when we get shallow parts of their personal lives and not really in-depth because we get all of in-depth with Preto. So. Yeah, period. Mm. So, yeah, I just... I just again, I I like, and I know you say you. I mean, season three again, cool, but I just wish I wanted more, and I get why they why, and like I said before, I think that they when they were writing season two, they probably didn't think that that was going to be like the next season was going to be the last season, maybe, which is why shit wasn't properly thought thought out and why it was rushed. But I just think that they could have done better and maybe did more episodes. But again, maybe time strengths, but. I don't fucking know. This was bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's something that was kind of different throughout the seasons with this one. And it, it's not necessarily that it was bad. I just think that there was no antagonist, Phil. Um, and that shifted. Oh, it, it, you know, the show has really shifted over into being a true ensemble shift. Like, okay. Electra yeah. was the antagonist of the first and they tried switching it with Candy and Lulu in the second and then the cons this season, but they just weren't as strong as Electra's. Do you think that they were trying to make AIDS the antagonist? Hmm. I don't know, because I think that that could just be like, again, like that's just like uh, an antagonist of a time period. And because like AIDS was like, you know, one of those things that had a yearly, they had like years worth of impact on our population. Um, I mean, I, I think that it's possible. I think yeah, that's I a just, very smart. Yeah. I think that's a yeah, smart. I was just thinking, cause as far as like, we seeing a lot of like people that are, you know, the main cast or attached to the main cast being directly affected by it this time, rather than side characters. I'm like, maybe, I don't know. Just that was just like a, a question and a thought. So go ahead. My bad. No, you're good. And, um, I think that Electra was again. Yeah. Um, Candy also was just killed in season two, so Ferocity really didn't just didn't get the shine that it could have had, um, and that kind of just allowed for people to kind of be seen in a nuanced way. Whereas though you could enjoy yeah. their character at times, but then also be in, annoyed as fuck with them. Because I know even with Blanca, I sometimes am just like, girl, I wish you stopped with this nice shit. But then on the ups and ups, <laughs> Blanca is the most consistent character. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. You're not and, wrong. Yeah, and then I also think that like foreshadowing, um, I said this before. This was this even though the season centered him too much, I think the storytelling and the foreshadowing of like Pray Tell's fears of living with AIDS and HIV was made very clear. So that was good storytelling. It was good storytelling, but again and, and I but I think it's really unfair to like give one character special treatment like that and leaving other people um, with very like minimal and like shallow storylines, but yeah, you're definitely you're not wrong. You know they did do what they wanted to do. Um, they and they definitely um they understood the assignment, as you know people say now on social media. Okay. <laughs> because yeah, they definitely gave us a lot of pray tell and did his storyline, but left everybody else like a boneless ass storyline. I guess <laughs> not a boneless ass storyline. Very bone. It was boneless. <laughs> like what the fuck are y'all doing? Like it's bone just, like, smack the teeth. <laughs> 
I just like again, like and and I and I fear being redundant, but like they could have done so much better with other characters. So to see them get very in depth and very personal with Pray Tell, even to the point of going back to his hometown and kind of like you know talking about his relationship with religion, his family, his love, and his first love. You know, I'm just yeah, yeah. it was just a lot. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, and just lastly for me, I we said this again, but I'm just going to reemphasize it. They just don't do a good job with keeping the storylines consistent. Yeah. And if we're going by that ending that we had in season two, we should have a whole new cast of characters that we were working with this season. Yes, that's um, what I was thinking, if too. If not 50, I, def- I definitely forgot, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, the purpose of the last season was emptying the nest and, like, understanding that everybody in a house is not always going to be sticking around because the purpose of the house is to build them up to be the best person they can be, right? Um, Like, when we came across the two younger kids that Blanca ran into, you know, during season two's finale, we should have gotten a deeper dive into that storyline. But again, that's where Poe's time jumps, and that's how they play that to their strength, because they're just allowed to open and close plot lines as they um, please. So It's just also weird, because, like, again, like, you know, despite the fact that, you know, it was a time jump, you you know, you kind of, like, let... Because I'm assuming maybe the relationships with those two kids didn't go well, because they, they're not around, but, the, you know, the other... The main people of House Evangelista are still around. Um, but, yeah, I definitely wish they would have, you know, talked about that as well. I definitely forgot about that, and I don't know how I could have, so... Yeah. You're not yeah. wrong, but that's another continuity issue, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought maybe the girl at the end was, yeah, whatever. I don't even remember what the girl um, looked like in the season two finale, that, the little, you know, the teen girl. But I, Wait, I guess in all, the teen girl, you know, the, with the boy and the girl that, you know, um, or was it the boy and a girl, or was it? I don't. I don't remember. Again. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the season two finale. Ah, I got you. Yeah, got yeah. You, got you. But and also, I just uh, one thing I, I I didn't like. I just really just want to say this. The the last the last um, monologue that she had Blanca had with the other house mother after her team lost, and she like wearing that like. Oh. I was like, this was corny. I'm like, y'all could. Yeah, I, I could have like, did without this. Was standing there. I'm like, girl, like, fuck this man. Like, can we? Can he? Girl. But yeah, but I don't know. Like, but speak, yeah, but I guess if you know, I'm just I'm thinking about right now. I just wish that they would have. I wish they would have like again, um, went ahead and like went more in depth with other characters. That's like the first thing I would have changed, me personally. Um, but I, I and again, I just I feel like a lot. Of, I feel like my issues and my ups and my downs are kind of like all the same, and I'm trying to word them differently. Um, I I don't know. I also I guess I Should yeah I would have. Yeah, no, but yeah, of course, like yeah. So I wish I I wish they would have done this. So I guess what I would have changed is you know how they how they did pro pray tell story, um, you know, I think it kind of would have been because it seemed like you know he was able to. I don't yeah he was a, you know he they they gave him a very a very a very in depth character redemption um you know even after the bout of alcoholism where he attacks people you kind of see his human side like you know his more vulnerable side where he's not in his element in the ballroom scene um and i wish i would have saw that with electra i've always been more interested in electra than a lot of the other characters because she had a lot of layers 
And I feel like they really could have built upon that. Um, but also, um, off the top of my head, too, I just, I wish I would have more about Poppy. Because Lulu, just like Poppy, was a supporting character. You know, a Lulu Poppy Riggy. Supporting characters, this season, they became more, you know, um, you know, in your face. And still, you learn nothing about them, really. You learn that Poppy has a son. And he was with a woman named Marisol. You learn that Lulu uh, did crack and she had a crackhead boyfriend and she was a bodyguard at the strip club. And Ricky, like, he worked with Destiny's Child, but, like, no backstory. So for those three specifically, I feel like if you're going to take people, supporting characters, and make them into main characters, you need to tell more of their story. Like, how yeah. how was Poppy able to build his business? How was Lulu able to, you know, how, how did Lulu get to... Um, you know, the house of abundance. What's Ricky? Like, I know how, I know how Damon got here in New York, but how did Ricky? Um, right. Yeah. It's a bunch of, of, yeah. Yeah. They robbed us. They robbed us. I didn't like it. So that, that's one, that's yeah. One of that. Yeah. So I guess they would have been more like, um, in depth and more intricate when it comes to their storytelling. Um, I would have like to like they could have piled on maybe an episode or two. Like, come the fuck on. Like, y'all are really stingy as shit. When they said this was a series finale, they really just sold this shit the fuck up and say, Here, take this shit. Very similar to how they used to do in plus size stores in the beginning. Here's some cheetah print sequence, bitch. Take it. It's plus size. It was like okay. y'all wanted the last season, go take it. And I was we'll like, give you okay. fat bitches a few jean jackets and they'll be happy. Real shit. Like, and, but it's <laughs> but it always has some flaws. It's either like really bad material or got like a sequin butterfly or happy bunny on it it'd be like what the fuck okay, is this? Or, or the fucking or the fucking um the torso stops like under oh, the titty like we still in fifth grade or something like stop playing <laughs> <laughs> oh, i miss my maternity Child, shirt a mess. So, yeah no but i don't yeah but i i just felt when it comes to this season like or like pose as a whole a lot of story holes um, a lot of lack of storytelling and imagination. I would change that immediately. Um, I and I and another thing, and this is definitely not their problem, but like they had a lot of shit going on with other char- characters, like in you know in reality. And I'm trying to like not to let my bias alter that, but it's really fucking hard. Like between Pray Tell and India, like I mean Pray Tell and Angel, like I don't like either of them. So. Wow, I really feel it. I, I, I definitely dig it, especially with conversations I know we've had um recently. You know, not gonna give out the details, but definitely just when you just piece shit together, it just be like, Wow, that's crazy. Um for me personally, I think I would want to allow time to just flow rather than skip stories and yes. development. Yes. So no time jumps, no time jumps. We're not going to use that cheat, that cheat code anymore. Um, a lot of the characters, again, missed out on some great character development. And again, we are repeating ourselves and going in circles, but it needs to be said. It does. Um, Cause they fucked up too many times. You got to hold them accountable. Yeah. I just, I feel like they ran out of a lot of stories because they tried to tell them too quickly. Um, the first season really could have been stretched into two different seasons. They could have had the one season being like their preparation and the final episode of the first season being like the winter ball. And then the second season finale could have been like the Mother's Day ball. Um, they added, you know, okay, the greatest, look at you. 
Yeah, because it's like they just added the greatest elements of the show in season one, so everything else lacks somehow. But again, not a bad series, and it doesn't make it bad. It just means that there was room to improve. But this kind of storytelling, of course, sets, you know, pavement for other people to walk along and come along and, like, create something better um, and, of course, inspired by it. Um, And then, speaking of time... I would have to take out contemporary jargon that was being that people just weren't using at that time. Um, sometimes the dialogues about some of their like socially justice charge material felt really forced. And I'm not saying that folks, of course, during that time weren't <laughs> active and using terms that are popular today. I'm just saying that they popped up in scenes excessively. And sometimes their dialogues took systems. I mean, like, you know, they they made like dialogues on systems, right? And that took away from the bullshit and fucked up personalities of some people in the, some of the characters' development, right? Because I think about Pray Tell specifically. I think in season like three, this season, we're so focused on him and having to see him as an individual with, you know, who is paused and like what it was like living in that time. So it like really excuses a lot of the like bullshit and fucked up shit and selfish shit that he's done in the past few seasons, which as which is which is why I just don't like him and why I didn't care whether he came or went um and i mean that's just a character it doesn't mean that i hate billy porter it just means i hate pray tell <laughs> um yes tito yeah. but yeah and i think that there's just a way to tell stories that doesn't always require us to explicitly state things and that's good storytelling to me so like when it comes to hmm like whose storyline i feel like, i don't know i'm just trying to think of a show I mean, we've seen it, right? We see, like, there are always messages in, like, films, right? So, I, so you know, I host G-Town. I'm starting to host G-Town Radio, the Info Hub Hour, um, yeah. this summer. So, I just recorded my first part. So, one of the things that we were talking about is, like, how you have a tone, like, how all news outlets and all, like, you know, radio stations and podcasts have a tone, even if you don't explicitly state something. Um, because what you do and you don't report on like shows where your values lies, right? So just them doing this in general and just having them go through motions and not having to give tired ass two minute Blanca monologues about like what's going on in the world would have been perfectly fine if you would have just let us see them get through it. (laughs) Like it just takes away from it when you have to hear Pray Tell talking about masculinity. I'm just like, okay, like, wow, we've hopped on Twitter. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Um, they've definitely uh, missed out on a lot of moments where they could have just let scenes speak for themselves instead of letting speakers speak on behalf of what's happening. Um, so you're right. I didn't even think about that, but I think that would have been perfectly fine if you just saw the characters working through a lot of pivotal moments in the series. I would have liked to see that. Um, um, I'm trying to think, though. Like, I mean... I'm trying to think of something else that I think that probably could have been changed off the top. Um, it's just a but, and you know what? Like, um, even I just feel like they didn't have to. No, they didn't have to really introduce the House of Khan at all because I didn't know anything about them, and I don't really know why Lamar was put to the forefront this season. It seemed like there was no reason because again, like you thought that that was going to be the antagonist of the whole season given how, like, you know, how it was portrayed that first episode, but, like... And you didn't even win no trophies over them dickhead. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I didn't know what... Yeah, like, it was just sad. Like, I don't know. Like, it was... It just... 
they, it was just like you know how they be having filler queens and fucking like RuPaul Drag Race. Like it was just filler. It was a filler episode. Like, well, not episode, but it was a scene. Like you know, like Lena Bloom is in there, and I'm like, well, what the fuck did you bring her in here for? I mean, I I don't. Lena Bloom is very beautiful to me. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to know. Like I thought they were gonna do something with her character. They didn't do nothing with. Same way I thought they were gonna do something Jimmy with Jimmy Caliente. <laughs> like I was like, really putting Jimmy Caliente in the background for. <laughs> Season. You just see her and her horse teeth in the back in of the fucking wedding. bridal dress. I'm like, come the fuck on. Like, it's just like, come on. Like, so like that's it. That's really I just wish they wouldn't bring certain people on if they're not gonna do nothing with it. Like it would just really again, lack of imagination, lack of storytelling. It just I wish I could have just erase it. Like it was so much potential with this season, but I think it was erased and overshadowed by the fact this was gonna be the last season. And I wish that that hadn't been done. Like it, the possibilities were endless, and y'all just made all this shit like all like five different dramatic sh- scenarios in one episode. Like I, on Twitter, people was crying every episode. There's no reason. It was no reason. Like okay. back to back, like three. I'm like, come. My trauma. eyes hurt. I, I told Ross, "Shit, I'm dehydrated." Yeah, it was. Yeah, I it mean, the traumatic. season didn't make me cry, and I'm not gonna lie about it, but. I can see why other people cry. Y'all have an emotional connection to the girls, but I just don't feel like, again, I just don't feel like the stories were told enough for me to feel all that to all, everybody. Like, I like for real, like, my only... The only time I cried on Pose was really when Candy died. That was really it. And I didn't even really, really? die when she cried. I died when she did the lip sync. I don't, yeah, I didn't cry. That, I feel bad though. I don't think I didn't cry when Candy died. I was like, this is fucked up. It was, was good because I think it was so sudden. It was like, wait, what? But, and I mean, that was, and that was uh, just speaking to ups of the series. That was up yeah. because, like, that's just how shit works out in the real world. Like, shit just happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't, I get, I think also seeing people deteriorate evokes emotion. Like, of course, we didn't see the gradual deterioration of Cubby. Or, you know, pray tell, but it was just like, damn, like I saw you when you was like that, and then with Candy, unfortunately, you just saw her in a in a bag, sadly, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of so it kind of robbed you of that like connection that you could have had there, you know, that you're just seeing, and I'm not saying you want to see it, but it's just like, yeah, right. And for me, that's that's probably one of my things, right? Is that like I think that there's a story structure that they could have followed, a better story structure that could have been followed. And I think there was a more cohesive way the stories could have been told. A lot of the times we were getting major plot developments and moments that we should have cared about more, um, but they weren't heavy enough because we didn't grow a particular love for the characters involved. And I just, speaking back to what we've already been saying, just imagine how much heavier Lulu's story could have been or how much more we could have empathized with Ricky and like his weird ass actions. If we would have actually gotten more of their stories, I personally think that the orange is the new black format would have worked extremely well for Pose, right? It would have allowed for everyone to be their own character and not just a piece in somebody else's story. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I had to think about it for a second because I haven't seen Orange is the New Black in forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the backstory the back was that story, they humanized yeah. a lot of people in that story. And so it was and like, you saw you how they able, got in that position. Yep, and yeah. you were able to like instantly be like, oh, wow, that's why they're here. Like, everybody has a story. And I mean, that seems like that was supposed to be one of the overarching themes of Foles, but it kind of came short because you didn't let people be individuals enough. Um yeah so i mean also just really quick i would have definitely loved to see evan peter somehow um his character make another appearance it didn't have to be like a large like multiple episode appearance but maybe like he could have just been out at the mall and they seen like evan peter's like character yeah. and, his, and his kids and shit because that was like like i think that a lot of people be forgetting like even myself sometimes i really forget all the shit that angel went through in season one with that nigga like and her character as well as like pray tells had great foreshadowing because you know not only did she become a mother like when Blanca told her that she was going to be a mother um but then also the whole idea of that was what she's always wanted she wanted to be what a kept woman and like she actually got it um with somebody who was in front of her the whole entire time so you know also kudos to kind of like you know bringing around angel story for full circle yeah, no, I definitely um agree. You know, that was a very, you know, staying as an antagonist in that first season was a lot. And, you know, he you you hated him. So would have loved to see that because I, I think that that would have been an amazing moment for Angel. Um, maybe towards the end when she kind of gets a better sense of self after her standoff with her father and her realizing that, you know, you're not the man I ha- in, in my life that I need. I have the man in my life already that I'm looking for and I'm trying to see it in you. So I think that would have been good. Um, I agree. Look at you, Russia. You should have just been a writer for a pose. What's wrong? What's I think what? that we all need to be like all of us, honestly, everybody who contributes to like the online stratosphere and content needs to have some kind of role in development child because I feel like there's some ways yeah. that we can always make things better um with the right teams. Um we've been talking about Pray Tell so much. So I think I should just go ahead and segue into who my least favorite character is on the show. <laughs> um, was really my least favorite character. He's really just that friend to me who says a lot of shit that he means when he argues because he doesn't have the real nerve or gall to be honest in any real setting, like in any setting beyond it, right? Um, and for me, that's a pop straight in the mouth. I knew if I knew him, I'd have to tap that ass. Um... There would have just been a whole lot of fighting and carrying on in the dancery because Prey Tao got a mouth that I know his ass can't cash. He was really just overall giving bitter old ass queen. And there wasn't much to him more than that. And he's just never, he never actually became a nicer person in the end. He just did something selfless, which was honorable. But my grandma really always said it true. Um, truth don't alter nothing, right? The truth don't alter anything. If you tell the truth, that's what it is, Right. And from what we've seen, Homeboy was just a dick. So I'm sorry his character lasted so long. Um, yeah, I'm just sorry his character lasted so long. That was it. <laughs> um, Molly, <laughs> you're you're not wrong with that. And also, like, kudos to you for just you know just you know really thinking about and just pointing out the slight difference of he's not a good person. He didn't become a good person. He did a a good thing at the end. Yeah. And I think it's really important for people to realize that. Um, Molly's favorite character is Angel. Um, I, I'm trying to, and I know, I know I have to come up with a reason. It's just like Angel, 
understand. No, I understand. no, Angel really fucked up last season. Last season when she was coming at Damon, when she was trying to come at Damon, but she had that whole crack problem going on. I was like, hold on now, bitch, because you and Poppy going in the back and doing a little snore snore. And you know, I just, yeah, like, it's like Angel, I liked Angel first season, like, for sure, and of course, I'm always batting for the underdog, and clearly Angel was the underdog in that season, because she was the object of somebody's not affection, but their fetishization, and I'm I'm, never, I'm always anti-fetishization, for real, for real. Um, I don't think that you should be looked at just for, like, you know, one part of you. I think that's corny. But as season two happened and season three happened, I just, I understand that we, you know, we're products of our environment. Of course, you know, things happen that change us and that makes us insecure. I just think that she's very annoying. I think she's very annoying. She's very whiny and I don't fucking like her. Like, it's annoying as shit. Like, you know. (laughs) The whiny um, part has me in tears. I'm just like, God damn it. Like, it was just like, I'm sorry. It like... It was just this one part in season three. I wish I would have wrote it down. Like, it's just like, you know, I understand the the whole concept of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know she's had a lot of first, you know, the first pair of shoes drop at one point for her. So she waiting for the second. And the whole time she's like, you going to leave me, Poppy? Like, this is what you, I knew you was going to do. I'm like, he not leaving you. Like, it was just like, he not. Like, fuck. You a crackhead and he's still there. Like shit. Oh, wait, okay, because it was really just casually her and fucking Lulu doing crack. Like I'm like, how you how did how would he not peep that you're ashy as shit? Like <laughs> I'm like, how would he not like you went from ten to three? Like what do you mean? Like it, it was, was like just small little differences. Like Lulu really did look crack the fuck out when um Electra had confronted her, and I was like, girl, what is this, honey? Like. And again, that's the whole plot, like the whole like, you know, time gap thing, because some of these episodes were really like months apart yeah. from each other. And I was like, what? Like, why these bitches look smoked out? Like, y'all just started doing crack yesterday. Last Yeah, and that's what I had to remind Monday myself too. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> he living with you. How would he not pee? Like, it was just like it also like, oh my God. Like, and it's just like I I just I couldn't. I could. I was like in the beginning, Angel was my favorite character. Now I fucking hate her. Like, shut up. And then even when it comes down to like, you know, and and I know you said before, like it wasn't her thing to deal with, but it's also like he didn't choose to like, you know, he didn't know he had a child, and I think it's an honorable thing to decide to take care of your child that you didn't know about, that you don't know, and. I just feel like, you know, like you said, it was a poorly written scenario, and I feel that. But it's like, why is your anger towards him? I And, and I know the answer to that. But it was just, I was, she was just upsetting me the whole season. The whole season. So she's my least favorite character. I can feel sure. that. For me, Electra sure. is going to be my favorite by far. I'm going to probably agree with you. Um, I just want to say that we have been able to get a full understanding of who Electra is and why she just strives to be great. I brought it up earlier. The storyline with her mom and just the lengths that she go to provide as a mother was just impeccable. Touching on that, and then you can just make the connection that her shattered relationship with her mom really just informed a lot about who she was as a mom, right? And so she just tried to be everything that she couldn't and wasn't. And her reads, of course, were just impeccable. Even if she was reading somebody you liked, even like Blanca during the first season, I was, girl, she was eating them up and I was eating her up. I was living for it. Uh, um, Especially when she took that drink and she put her hand up. Whenever so. she take the drink, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> let's get it, get it. What was the best read to you, though? Um, Her best read was definitely when they were in the country club with the girls 
um last season when they were at the beach. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably my her my yeah, that was probably my favorite one. Um oh no, actually I'm lying. It was definitely when um she read Candy and Lulu. Okay, good. Okay. I'm sorry. It was definitely that. We're I forgot on the same about page, that. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, she definitely ate them bitches up. And I was like, whoa, like, eat them up, girl. Because it was like the first time she was on Block Aside. I was like, not her going hard for the Evangelistas. Evangia. Alisa. Whenever I hear you say, when I heard you say that, I wanted, I put my hand up just like, my arm up just like fucking um, Blanca did. I'm so wretched. Okay. Ooh. Wave your hand if you look good. Throw some shade if you look good. No, but anyway, um, I also just really she actually took care of things, right? And really placed no monetary value on love. Um, and I I once again touching on the way that she advocated for the wedding to be something for the entire community was just a great add to her character belt. And unlike those really super heavy ass jargon dialogues, this one fit. And I think having her say things that people could just resonate with rather than just random social justice dialogues, created a lot of opportunity for Electra to hold nuance. She was a bitch when she wanted to be, but she could turn it up beyond that if you hurt the one she loved. And for me, that's really just one of the best characters. That's really you know? just you. You know, it's really interesting because you say all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's Rashid. You know, yeah. So you're like, a, I you're electric. Turn up to the max because I'm a frost okay. bitch. I'm a frost bitch. Oh, you know what it yeah. costs to be the boss bitch. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Oh, All you right. telling Sojourner Truth? You the boss bitch? That was really sad. I was like, why would y'all bring this woman? <laughs> pop my butt. Pop, pop, pop my pop butt. My butt. <laughs> I would have screamed if Ian Levanzan fucking told me to read my fucking lyrics to a Lena Horn picture. Like you are kidding me. <laughs> And that's why she's Ayanla Van. What can't? Okay, she's not a therapist. She's a scam artist. Ayanla Van could never. Period. I am upset because you actually took my person. And you took my reasonings behind it. So I guess I'm going to pick another character. Telepathy. <laughs> Somebody else randomly off the top of my head. Oh no. <laughs> um. Um. So. I feel okay. like you were digging Poppy the entire three seasons because he was always really thorough. Well, first off, well, first off, like I had a crush on Poppy this whole time, so that's yeah. So that's really not a surprise to me though, because you always, if it's not a black man, it's definitely <sighs> like the lightest, one of the lightest Hispanic men. Wait, wait, see, no, 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 you went to no, no, you, you're problematic. You're definitely problematic, and you're going to get me beat up anyway. Um, he's up. No, no, you're not. Um. I don't, you know, but you know what? Like, Poppy is not my favorite character, but, um, because I don't have enough rationale to say why he's my favorite character. I feel like because we don't really get a lot of Poppy, but, um, I was like, you know, all right, you know, I'll say it's a tie between Poppy and maybe Nurse Judy, which is very odd for me to say, but, um, Okay, I'm really interested to hear about this. Well, no. Well, first, with Nurse Judy, um, I just the the always the care that she took, um, because I'm sure you know, of course, like when it came to AIDS patients, doctors didn't, doctors and nurses didn't want to touch AIDS patients. They would leave 
their food outside the door. They would like touch them maybe with hazmat suits on, like all these overprotective gear on. Um, nurse Jerry knew I said nurse Jerry. Nurse Judy didn't do that to her patients, and I appreciated it a lot. And that meant it and it, and it meant a lot. Cause I again I remember the stories that they used to tell me about Uncle Randy, Uncle Reggie in the 80s, how they would treat them in the hospitals. Um, and that was always really disgusting to me to treat somebody in such a dehumanizing manner. Um, of course it was from a place of ignorance because they didn't know how it was contracted like that um at the time or transmitted, I should say, or whatever. Um but she was always just kind of going to bat for Blanca, um, for Praytel, and even in season three for the people of color to be, you know, put in the trial. She's not affected by it, but those are her friends and she went hard for them and I appreciated that. Um, cause I I felt like at that time I didn't see a lot of allyship or accomplices and she was down with the cause. Um, so I appreciated that. Um, also, I just kind of wanted to think outside the box and say something somebody else other than the main cast. No, so. I, I, I mean, and also with Poppy, I just I'm a hater, and I wish I and I want a Poppy. I want Poppy in my life because when Poppy started singing, Rashid. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry, it was tired. No, I, I was hated like, it. it was, it was cute. It was cute. No. It was like okay. It was like. <laughs> God, I'm about to cry. I think that I, I I thought that was probably one of the it most was tired. it was corny it was corny because yeah. he had to think outside the box, but also and then so, also it was his vocals. I was like, this is oh tired. All right, never whatever. Next. I mean, you we love it again. We're I don't know. Be, I just like know. I just I just, well, first of all, I like I like Poppy ever since he said he was an equal opportunity lover in season one. Um, because you didn't I didn't expect him to say that and I appreciated that he said that and then just the way he treated the people in House Evangelista, the women in House Evangelista with respect and even like, you know, throughout the season treating them with respect, whether it was Angel, Blanca, whoever, um, he always went hard for his family and I really liked that. Like you say, he was a thoroughbred. He is a thoroughbred and I, I like that a lot. Um, and I admire it. So yeah. So nurse Judy, your poppy. So Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, um, the Nurse Judy one for me, it was, that was just interesting. I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I kind of knew that you had a, like a, not necessarily a bias for um Poppy, but overall, I just, you for the last few years have constantly commented on pop things that Poppy <laughs> has done. So like I could draw that connection. And I mean, they did like to. things. Cause I know when you were saying to me, um, about the one episode where he was like, um, you remember when Poppy was like, you're not supposed to talk to my mother like that. Da, 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 da. You was yeah. like, that was decent. And that so I was, was like, decent. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. No, but I, I was going to say Poppy, but then you said I was going to say Poppy. So I was like, I got to say somebody else now. So I just pulled it out of my head. Nurse Judy for me was interesting only because for me, it felt like that white character they had to place in there because like somewhere down the line, a white person has to be involved with like saving the life of somebody black or brown. So like, even though I did like her, I just seen so many parallels of like real life where even how she introduced them to like activists and organizing spaces. And I was like, that's really how sometimes it feels in real life where like, White people want that's, credit for like valid. bringing black people into certain things, and I'm just like, oh, okay, girl. Well, like that's well, I definitely <laughs> forgot about that. I was like, I just no, like that she was like really into the community again, and stuff like that. But you're yeah, just you're connecting right. it from like an experience, and so like I'm just connecting her to an experience, and so seeing mm-hmm. it from a different lens, like I thought that was interesting, and I, I can agree with you though. Period. Yeah. No. Um. But you're right, though. I didn't see it from that lens, but I can definitely appreciate, you know, from your take, too. So, yeah. Right. Um, so there have been 
you know, talks, not heavy implication, just like talks and teases of a spinoff show, right? Tells mm-hmm. the story about the House of Abundance. Um, How do you feel about that? What would you like to see, if anything? Um, I'm glad you asked me this, actually, because I actually read that on BuzzFeed as well. Um, Was it BuzzFeed? Probably not, but it was something. While I was taking BuzzFeed quizzes on Facebook. Um, so yeah, so I feel really I'm I'm happy about that because like I said before, something I do want to see is the origins of a lot of the characters that you know we we were robbed of the opportunity to, to get to know them and who they who they were or whatever. Um, and I, I got a little bit of what I wanted with Electra with that, you know, that little um flashback scene. Um, so I would like to see how, you know, how Electra's upbringing you know, forced her into, not forced her into, but, you know, made her want to come into who she is and then eventually start off the house of abundance. Um, so I, and I, and I hate to steal that answer, but like, I think, and I'm not, well, I'm not stealing it, but I'm also applauding you. Um, but you saying how you, they should probably format it like the orange is a new black is really good. And I actually, I would like them to do it like that, preferably. Or like you know, okay. um, I think that would be good. I think that would be a good take. Or you know, even even and if not, like you know, just a regular take, just starting from the very beginning, um, humble beginning. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the thing for me where it's kind of different because I don't have much. Like I asked you it, but I don't have much myself for what I would want to see because I just don't know how much sense it would make, and I only just feel that because. I feel like it would have to focus on something other than like the house of abundance because they, I mean, and that's the thing about where you have to be careful with what stories you tell because they told a lot of the about abundance story with the Electra story. So it, it, it takes a lot of the excitement out of things because you know how things came to be already. You know what I'm saying? So they would have to work in what they already have given us with some new shit. And would have yeah, to and, make and knowing them, sense. they would probably fuck it up. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So it's really hard I mean, for me to put my creative hat on for that. I mean, the th- I mean, I guess the thought, yeah, but you, yeah, you're definitely right. Um, and again, it pro- I'm not sure if it would go into Ryan Murphy's hands or what. But um, I think the thought is nice. Um, I don't know. I kind of, again, like, I just want to see how, like, that scene where it was, like, where it was um, Cubby, Lamar, and Angel, like, how did that happen? Like, but you're right. It would, ha- it would have to focus around something else and not them specifically, usually. Yeah. So you're right. But again, still would like to know more about these people that we that were put in front of us that we don't we didn't get to know. But see, even um, that in itself, right? When you think about how Chubby, um, I'm sorry, it's, I'm sorry, it's Cubby. Yeah, it's that Cubby. one, Cubby. Oh shit. Um. <laughs> I don't even know the other one's name. Khan, what's what's his name? Lamar. Uh, yeah, Lamu, um, Lemur, and Angel. Even with them being introduced together and you knowing that they came in as a unit, kind of like confused the fuck out of me because I was like, wait, yeah. hold on. Yeah, I didn't, they, yeah, they, I didn't know. They didn't either, even speak yeah. in the show for real for real. Like, yeah. and like Angel didn't seem like again, she seemed like she was sad over like Cubby's death, right? But it wasn't like how Lamar was where he like got in the bed was crying with him. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I came into a house with somebody and I'm again, people grow apart. Right. But at the same time, like they came into the house together. So just seeing that they, I feel, yeah, they, again, another plot hole. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that could probably just yeah, definitely probably a continuity issue or like you know some type of um disagreement came afoot. Um, I'm thinking, but. I don't know, man. At the end of the day, I just want to know where the fuck Lulu came. I want to know about Lulu and Candy, um, personally, and again, Ricky. Like that's really that's really what I'm. Oh, and Poppy, oh, my, my boyfriend, Poppy. <laughs> yeah, push your hair to the side. Yes, I want to know about them, but of course, that doesn't go into the house of abundance. You know, like Ricky and Poppy, but Candy and Lulu, I would like to know more about. So, I don't know how I'm going to get that. <laughs> They're going to have some trading cards for them at some point. If they had post trading cards, I would buy them and put them in some Pokemon cards. Not, girl. That's about it. Now, you just start just being honest. Anything. That's how it works usually. So. <laughs> no, it's but um, again, Pose was really just, you know, to wrap it up, Pose was really just different than anything that we've seen before. It was just real. It was authentic. And it just took a leap of faith. And it exposed us to to a lot of just great talent like MJ, um, India, Dominique, and all the others. Um, and we've been able to have larger conversations and make deeper connections to contemporary conversations and happenings and build off of that, right? Um, and Pose, you know, even though, again, Ballroom is a culture, and without Ballroom itself, none of the productions that are happening now in the world, including drag race would be possible. Um, but I think that pose has set foreground for more content, um, for more inclusive content. You know, when you talk about LGBT and queer and trans folks and non-binary folks, um, just because like, just because, honestly, because I think about Legendary and I think about me probably not having any interest in Legendary had a show like Pose not already been out. Um, because I'm not going to lie to you, before Pose came out, I had no real like care or real thought about Ballroom. Um, so it has helped me grow and it's helped me learn more about my culture. Um, it's a subculture of, you know queer and trans of the queer and trans community i have not partaken in the culture so i am not in that subdivision and culture of the community however learning about it doesn't hurt and it helps me make connections to like broader conversations um yeah um no you're definitely right um i don't think a lot of people um really knew much about ballroom culture prior to pose being out here of course you have like the the sporadic clips on you know, um, Instagram would live with the Vogue scene and the ballroom scenes, but you're right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I probably would have watched Legendary. I mean, I haven't watched this new season, but I haven't. I would have probably watched Legendary. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I really can't say because, again, I already watched Pose. So. Legendary, Legendary, ah, Legendary, Legendary, ah, ah, ah. I- Shout out to the House of Balenciaga. Miss Miss Shannon Balenciaga is really a pretty girl, and I live for it, her. Is that yeah? <laughs> okay. Um, is that is that all you wanted to say? Yeah, no, that's really the, just yeah. about a prequel. Yeah, that's really just it. Um, it looks like we've come to the end of our episode. We're going to wrap up. Per usual, thank everybody for tuning in each and every week to make this show a growing success. We're over 3,500 listens in, um, and we're just going to keep thriving. You know, we are from the muscle. We're not looking for any help. Um, and we're going to keep doing this. Um, white saviors. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, again, like Rashi said, um, very much thank you to everyone that listens, that follows us, that subscribes, that shares us, all of that shit. I appreciate you all, all the time. Cause I know you don't have to, but you do um, time and time again. And like Rashi said, we're not looking for help. We're not looking for any white people to sponsor us. So don't do that. Um, yeah. Oh, period. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like I said, last episode and the episode before that and the episode before that. So you can go follow us at Twitter and Instagram at the girls room and see like, and again, like I, I know like I shouldn't be telling y'all how to spell it. Cause y'all are listening to it and looking at it, but I know some of y'all like, yeah, right, child, it's beyond to happen it's somewhere. T- it's T H E G W O R L Z room. Girls is spelled G W O R L Z the girls room. And then Facebook, the girls room no at sign the girls room spaces the girls room g-w-o-r-l-z and then as far as merch goes of course you know you can holla at your girls and you can support your girls by shopping at the girls room shop so the girls room dot shop that's it the girls room dot shop period that's it go shop okay And when Aries, when she um shares them social media handles and plugs in that merch, you already know what time it is. <gasps> Representing the gays and the girls. You have tuned in to episode 21 of The Girls Room. And you're listening to your two favorite fat hosts. I'm Rashid, a.k.a. Rashid, a.k.a. Fag Albert, a.k.a. Freedom John, a.k.a. The Doll. And I am sitting here with Della Reese's great niece, so you already know she and they are in charge of the girls. She and they are Erica, a.k.a. Fat Badu, a.k.a. Thickerita, a.k.a. Milfiana, a.k.a. Shiloh's mother, a.k.a. That Bitch. Okay. And we'll holler at you girls next week. Bye. Wow.